Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? I'm doing pretty good, Joel. Uh, you know, I, I, I finally got along to the cinemas and saw Black Panther, probably in, like, its, tw- its hey. twilight hours, and I'll have you I'll have you know what, Joel, like, that cinema is oh, still pretty full. It is still pulling in numbers. Oh man, it's crushing it. I can't like, I can't imagine what kind of fucking how long Infinity War is going to run oh, for. Instead, that's going to run until I guess Ant Man at least in July, right? <laughs> Just like a casual three months on time. I think it'll run longer. I honestly do. I think it's just going to be so many people like multiple viewings from people. I know I'm going to see it more than I'm once. I'm definitely sure. going to see it multiple times, but. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I saw Age of Ultron at least two or three times, and that movie's not great, so... Yeah, I've been attempting... Well, I've started going through a bit of an MCU recap, and I haven't... I'm oh, sort nice. of dreading Ultron. It's a ways off still. I mean, yeah. like, I've watched, like, Iron Man and Captain America. That's it. And I guess now Black Panther, technically. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm just sort of dreading getting yeah. to Ultron. Yeah, it's... Well, look, I, I watched, actually, the... Kind of funny have been doing the MCU in review, which is actually a really interesting watch. They've been watching a movie every week, pretty much. A couple of double ups now and things like that, just for, to, to, for like time permitting sort of thing. Um, but they're, they've been doing, yeah, one movie uh, or one podcast a week about a specific movie in order from the start. And, um, they just did Ultron, uh, Ultron this week and they were like, look, revisiting it, I, it was a lot better than they thought it was. I think they sort of, I think had their expectations set a, a lot lower. That'd be a big part of going it, back like, to watching it and they were, expectations. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, actually, that might come up very shortly because I've got some things to say about that. Um, <laughs> in terms of what we've been playing, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I- I'm excited, man. Black Panther's so good. New Deadpool trailer came out this week. Deadpool two. I'm keen on Deadpool. Man, that trailer looks good. Yeah, T- looks really fucking good. Terry Crews um, is in there. Fucking A, and they he direct, like Deadpool directly calls themselves the X Force, so it's like, all right, cool, we're doing that. All right, here's the thing, Joel. Nice. Like, do we know this is Deadpool? It could have just been him having fun. Who knows? I guess we'll find out in the movie. It true, and it they they do make a joke out of it as well by saying, isn't that isn't that title a little bit derivative? Like Domino says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Especially because um, they also have you watched Atlanta yet? Uh, I've watched like the first few episodes of season one. All right, cool. So you know that that's like Zazzy Beats, or, or be, yeah, I can't remember her name, her name properly, but the Donald Glover's like ex girlfriend, girlfriend in that show. That's Domino in Deadpool Two. I will say yes, and we'll we'll just we'll just roll with it. <laughs> it was a long time ago, and, it's and a- now like SBS on demand is no longer supported on PS4. I I'm so fucking mad it's about so that because I want to watch Atlanta season two, and I can't. Means I have to watch it on my fucking phone or on my. Actually, I might watch that before I go to bed. Well, tonight. you could Chromecast it in, right, couldn't you? Problem at least? I could, but that means I have to have my Chromecast plugged in, and currently my Xbox One takes that HDMI port. <laughs> Rest so, in peace, Chromecast. Uh, actually, no, I think it might be the Switch one. Never mind. I think. Um, I don't know for sure. I think you can watch like as I'm not sure what the like the plugins and stuff are for the website for SBS on demand. But I feel like my housemate was watching it on the Xbox web browser, but I don't know for sure. Oh, so maybe okay. there'll, be, there'll be a way right. that won't 
make you finagle too much, but it's still annoying. But it was an app, and it was good, and I liked it's it. So it wasn't great. It was, it was great. It's. I mean, I watch. I discovered that all of Atlanta was on there after the app. Like I downloaded the app. I think I downloaded it for the the parts of the Handmaid's Tale that I've watched. I still haven't finished watching. I got that, it for but, Vikings. Um, ah, nice. Uh, look at us. We're, we're encroaching on our hunting season's territory here. TVs, movies. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're taking over. That's that's it. No, we're not. We love those guys. Um, yeah. All right. I will, we should probably get into uh, talking about what we what we talk about best, which is video games. Um, it's been a uh, it's been a busy week in terms of playing video games and just general life. Just, I think, just general adulting uh, for both yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I'm in I'm in the middle of like a I think another thirteen day straight run. Good God. Like twelve days straight. I don't know. Yeah, I can't confirm yet because I haven't got next week's roster, so I can't. It could be even longer. I don't know. All I know is that uh, as of tomorrow, like, like I'm I, I'm working tomorrow through till next Sunday. Basically, I, I'm at work every day for some reason or another. Actual insanity. So, yeah, good. It's gonna be great. Um, Cool, but yeah, no. So I'm trying to squeeze in in games when I can. But we've sort of been we've sort of crossed over a little bit this week with what we've played, which will make it a little bit more easier to talk about. I think. Um, but yeah, up, apart from that, like briefly, I know I've personally just been playing a little bit more. I played a little bit more of Burnout Paradise. Um, I finally went to the um big big surf island, like the other island part that was part of the DLC. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that that DLC? I don't know. I know nothing about Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Yeah, So it was like a DLC area they released and it's connected to normal, like paradise city. You can get there via this amazing bridge that has all these sweet jumps on it. Um, and it's, it's, so it's, it's part of the city now. It's like, you just go over this bridge and you're in this new area. That's got more billboards, more things to smash and, uh, like more roads to try and rule and, and all that sort of stuff, and, and a couple of new cars and things. Um, and I'll tell you what, that area has some ridiculous jumps in it. They have, because there's, I think, super jumps in the normal normal one, or like, like, or mega jumps or something like that. No, they're called, the, the new ones are called mega jumps, basically. Um, and they're pretty big. Uh, and, and because it's such a smaller area, they've, like, squeezed so much into this tiny little area, and it makes it so much more... There's so many, many more things to. I feel like I know that area better than I do with Paradise City because it's Paradise City is big and a lot of open area, and I always end up in the fucking mountains for some reason. No matter how hard I try, you always end up in the mountains. You're a mountain like, man, Joel. Oh, Don't fight it. Just accept it. A, a, apparently, but like, there's no like. There's, I like the city areas because there's lots of like t- tight corners and there's lots of like buildings and things to jump off. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the mountains that are fun to jump off as well, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more, it's more burnout. Um, I, I did say last week, I didn't know how to do the, um, like the crash time, like from like burnout three, where they had like the specific mode where you'd like have to try and hurdle your car into traffic and then cause as much chaos as possible. The fun mode. Um, so you can't, exactly. You can do it in this basically at any time. Um, so the way that it works is they have, um, you can try and rule every road in the city basically. Uh, and to do that. Uh, there are two things you can, you can compete in, which is like fastest time. Um, so it's like a time road rule, I think it's called. And then there's a crash or showtime road rule. Uh, and showtime is like the crash mode. Basically at any moment, 
even during a race, if you just want to give up on the race, you can hit R1 and L1 and it will flip your car and instigate like showtime mode, which is basically crash mode. Oh, and then, yeah, you okay. can just like blow up everything and, and, and get crazy. And um, I think if, if you find buses, like if you hit them, they give you like plus one to your multiplier. So you can like build up your multiplier and get some ridiculous scores. I think my highest score so far is like, five and a half six million jesus christ um it's so much fun like it i i forgot how much fun it is when i figured it out i was like oh l1 and r1 haven't been used yet and i figured i I hit them both at once i'm like it all came back to me i was like fuck that's how you do it and like my car sort of like skidded sideways and then like started to roll through the air i'm like here we go let's crash some cars um so it's not quite as fun as the old crash mode um but it's still a lot of fun just to sort of like bounce your car along because like the more chaos you cause, it builds up your boost meter or like your afterburner meter, which your um or crash time meter or whatever it's called, uh, and you can like use that to sort of bounce yourself along the road, um and then like bounce yourself in like change direction into traffic and then cause like massive pileups and um yeah it there's a little less skill to it because I know in the old modes there was like two times and four times like bonus little area bits that you had to try and get to sort of increase your score. I guess And there like, were you actually had to like launch launch yourself into a uh, like an intersection. But this one's yeah. I guess that's a problem with it though, because I mean obviously because you can trigger that one anywhere in whereas in other burnouts it was a mode. So it sort of felt like I mean they may they may not have necessarily been set up like this, but they they sort of felt like a and a situation that you had to sort of figure a good attack plan for. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to crash into here, but I'm going to try yeah. and hit this and flip that into that. And like, it, it sort of felt like a puzzle. And I think being able to do it anywhere is cool, but I don't know if it sort of gets the point of what I liked about the crash mode. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, that's that's definitely like, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's got pros and cons of the fact that you can do it at any time. And like you said, that is part of it. That it having no specific scenarios set up where you're like, all right, cool. What's the best route that I'm going to be able to get the most speed and then take the best jump into like the most chaos. Yeah. Um, and it, like, yeah, it, it is a shame to see that go, but yeah, it is still a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I'm just having, it's so much fun just to, I've actually started, um, because a lot of people are saying that they really like the soundtrack of it, and it's good. It's not my favorite racing game soundtrack. That goes to, like, the original Most Wanted. Uh, no, Underground 2. Uh, and maybe Most Wanted as well, like the original Most Wanted. Which was... They both had really good soundtracks. Which was the racing... I think it was a Need for Speed. Which was the Need for Speed game that started with Butterflies and Hurricanes by Muse? Uh, it was the Most Wanted remake, the Criterion That's one. my favorite soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, the tutorial was uh, Butterflies and Hurricanes, yeah. And it was a great tutorial song, too, because it was, like, you, like, driving across a bridge and it was that amazing, like, synth piano intro, and then, oh, it was great. Um, and then launching into the action as the song kicks in, yeah, that was good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Underground 2 had fucking Give It All by Rise Against, and that's one of my favourite songs of all time. Um, and that was where I first heard it. So, but, yeah, what I've been doing with Burnout is I've been using Spotify, while I'm playing, so I've just been listening to my own music, which has been great. It's um, it's funny. Currently listening. I'll, it's mm. funny how Spotify has changed how I play games. We were playing. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't think you were playing with us, but basically, I had an Overwatch session earlier in the week to play, try out the new hero, and I was playing a bit on my own before you know others jumped on, and my housemate was watching, and I was it was in like the play of the match section, 
but it wasn't playing any music. And yep. she was just like, oh, that's right. You don't have music on. I'm like, no. Oh, no. I usually have Spotify going. And it's just it's just <laughs> weird to have that realization that, as, at least in Overwatch especially, my music is always muted because normally I have headphones on and Spotify pumping. Because Spotify is great. And yep. I love it on yep. the PlayStation. When games let me use it. Some yeah. don't. And it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. I I had to turn down. Like, I just muted the the music in Burnout and um and put on my own music, which at the moment has been a, a <laughs> it's basically been the Auntie Donna the album on repeat, and it's just amazing. Not so, the racing game soundtrack um, I can imagine, but a good choice. It's still great. It's still great. Just cruising along to bloody fuckboy anthem, and and um chop chop. It's oh god. If you've not heard. If you've not heard of Auntie Donna, just do yourself a favor and go and look at a couple of their sketches and you will know immediately whether or not it is for you or whether it is definitely not for you. That's true. Like, it's sort um, of an immediate thing that you're going to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think they are some of the funniest people, like, some fu- funniest Australian comedians out there. Funniest comedians out there. I'll put it out there. Ooh, um, big call. They do amazing Big work. call. I honestly do. I think they do some, I, I need to get tickets to their live show, but. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've been playing a little bit of Flint Talk as well, um, just in like downtimes in between games and when I'm watching stuff on TV. It's still fun. I haven't managed to beat the boss yet. I got so, like the first boss, I got so close the other day. Um, like I got really close. He had like maybe like two or three more hits in him and then I only had like one hit in me and I was like, yeah, didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. Um, I think that's when I stopped playing. I was like, all right, cool. And that, that's the thing I do with roguelites. So I hit that point where I'm like, all right, nope. I know I need to put this down now and do something else. You've got to know when to quit. Um, Even if it's temporary, you've got to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually, like, if I do that, I'll pick it up again within half an hour or 20 minutes or something. But, um, but yeah, what about you, Karen? Have you been playing anything else apart from sort of the two things we both played? Mm, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I forgot to put it in the notes. I was going to talk about it. And then I realized that I, I straight up hate the game, so I don't want to. I've been playing ReCore. On the Games Pass, and it's just oh god. Well, because I love I love Retro Studios, and like to to play the, to try the game at last that some of the studio heads like broke off to make. Oh, it's not good. Don't yeah I, I, yeah. I deleted it. I'm not going back to their game. It's boring and clunky oh. and uninteresting and repetitive, and the visuals aren't that great. It's just I just can't I can't do it, and and it sucks because I was like, oh, I could play this at last and talk about it, but I don't want to, Joel. It's just, it's uninteresting. The game is uninteresting. Oh, that's not good. It, you, uh, it, it sort of has yeah. some of the Metroid mechanics, like you can lock on with the shoulder button as you're firing enemies and strafe for random and stuff, and you've got like a dash sort of similar to how in the Prime game Samus could do the sidestep jump, but it's just not good. Okay. I haven't gotten far enough to actually start interacting with more of like the robot friends you get. I so I still have the dog so far. It sucks. And the world isn't interesting to look at. So far it's all sort of desert and rocks and maybe some jagged metal sticking out of the ground. It feels mean to judge it okay. so early. Especially because I, I didn't technically pay for it because I'm on the Games Pass trial. But I'm not going back yep. to it at all. It's gone. It's dead to me. I must admit, I looked at it too, and I was like, oh, maybe. But then I, I actually downloaded a game called Scream Ride, 
which I don't really need to talk about. Again, like very simply, it's except I, I, I quite like the game. It's it's fun, but it's kind of like a, a roller coaster puzzle game slash racing game slash demolition game in one. Um, it's all about building roller coasters or like racing roller coasters and trying to get good speeds and um, or like crashing them into buildings. Are like kind of like a weird. Uh, it, it works. The, the the thing you do for the crash one is like you you're in like a little ball. Well, they're in like a little ball that your test subjects and it spins around really fast. You got to launch it at the right time. And it's kind of like a weird, like 3D Angry Birds. Um, and it's kind of fun just to like crash buildings and stuff. You said, but yeah, I downloaded that you on You said Game the two Pass forbidden well. words. I know, I know, I know. But it, I, I, if I'd said like Castle Panic or whatever it's called, Crash the, the Castle. Original, Crash the Castle, yeah. I couldn't remember the exact name of it. Um but yeah. Uh it's it's kinda of fun. I just I, I looked at it a, a while ago. I'm like, oh it's a Xbox game and I saw it was on Games Pass. I'm like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. I've also downloaded Zoo Tycoon for my wife because she wanted to play it. She hasn't played it yet, but we'll see. Now I'll get her to do a I'll, I'll get her to do a, a piece on it and I'll insert it <laughs> uh into an episode one one week. Her review on uh Zoo Tycoon for the Xbox One. I must admit, I'm looking at State of Decay, actually, because I want to kind of go back and play that. Because I played a bit on PC, and I, it was good, but my PC was a bit shit while I was playing it. Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff that I'm looking so at on, play on, console. on Games Pass. But I also know mm. we are approaching game time. So I'm like... I'm Kyron, we're in game time. Like, we had two two massive games come out this week, and one more next week. Uh-huh. Actually, three games, actually, technically. Yeah, sorry. And then the big one is looming late April. Yep. It sure is. Oh, God damn. Um, all right. Which one which we, one of these uh, bad boys do you want to tackle first? We should do we should do Nino Kuni first because I've played less of it and I have less to say of about course. it versus the yep. other one, which I think is gonna be an interesting thing to, to go back and forth on and discuss. I think so, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, Nino, I, I, we won't, maybe we won't talk about it too much this week because um, I played a little bit further than you, but maybe we'll come back next week and, and sort of deep dive on oh, it. Yeah. We've both sort of had the chance to get sink our teeth into by, it a lot more. By next week, I should um, have been able to devote some more time to it. It's just been, it's one of it because it's, mm-hmm. it's an RPG. Like when you sit down to play an RPG, yep. you're like, okay, I want to, I want to put a couple of hours into this. Like, like a couple yeah. would be good. So it's just been... You want to set aside some good time, especially because, like, you know, the story is interesting enough. Um, we are, of course, talking about Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, which launched uh, yesterday uh, here in Australia on Friday the 23rd of March. Yep, sorry. I was looking at my like my calendar <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 25th? No, wait, it's because it's after midnight. Um, yeah, so uh, I we both picked it up. Um and I'm I'm about six and a half hours into it. I'm really liking it. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think the things they've improved about the first game are very apparent and and very welcomed for me personally. I feel more compelled to finish it this time. I didn't actually finish uh, Wrath of the White Witch, but um, yeah, because uh, they've reworked the combat and. Uh, it's much more it's fun. a lot of fun. It, it, I, it's, a, it's a lot more action oriented now, which is good. Yeah, it's it um, scratches that 
not exactly, but it sort of it edges towards that Kingdom Hearts itch that needs to be scratched sometimes. You know, lock on your enemies, right. mash buttons pretty mindlessly. Yep. You don't need to put much thought into yep. the game, which is good and bad, in my opinion, but it's fun. That's yeah. the main thing. It's cool that it, it's cool though having the option to switch between the three weapons and um like charge them up to sort of unleash like big attacks with like your different skills and things as well, which I know you can do in Kingdom Hearts as well, but um yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I mean, it's got that same sort of uh, Nino Kuni charm to it. I can't say Studio Ghibli charm because it's no. not actually produced by or like made in in cohorts with them this time. Um, but apparently, a lot of people who did work on the first game and had worked for like Studio Ghibli uh, worked on this one as well. So there's no hand drawn cutscenes like the first one. Like, give themselves some space from it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it didn't like the reason it's not in in cahoots with Ghibli is they wanted to sort of distance himself not distance himself from it but not in a bad way. I think they sort of wanted to yeah sort of let it be its own thing and they wanted to focus more on the films and be like oh this isn't a Ghibli game yeah it's not it's like all right guys sure yeah no pretty much yeah well because really all that uh, Ghibli did in the first one apart from like lending sort of very similar looks and art styles and stuff um was the 20 minutes of like hand-drawn cutscenes, yeah um which were some of my favorite parts of that game that i played of anyway um because they were just magical uh and i i, I do admit it is missing a, a tiny little bit of that magic in this one even though i didn't finish wrath of the white witch and it didn't really it was mainly the combat. I just, I couldn't, it was so convoluted in, in my opinion. I just didn't uh, enjoy it whatsoever. Um, and like all the familiars and stuff like that, it was just, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't get into it and I wanted to so badly, but, um, this is fun enough for me to sort of keep plugging away at, I think. Um, and for what I hear, it's not a super, taxing time in terms of uh length in game which is good now it's only about 30 um, hours from what i hear which isn't too bad for a jrpg hmm. uh, i have heard though that like you know there might be some post-game stuff that you can go back and do and and try and work on as well i mean I, i'm pretty I, sure uh, michael damiani from easy allies said he's up to like 80 hours in it or something like that i mean it's a jrpg so like post-game stuff is the assumption uh the hmm. two they're not huge issues, but the two main things that I think have sort of been popping up for me, again, I'm only a couple of hours in, so it feels like a weird thing to criticize. I'm not super into the soundtrack so far. It doesn't It's very repetitive. It's just not doing much for me, uh, which sucks because I, mm, I, it, yep. it is by Joe Hisashi again, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. And I think so, yeah. Like He does good stuff, so maybe, maybe it'll open up later in the game, but so far it's sort of been kind of samey. And I, it seems very loopy. It like it, Like... There's a lot of looping music in it, and it, that I, I, that's what I've noticed already in my my time with it, and it sort of made me a little bit sad because it's like, ugh, okay. And the other one is something I saw mentioned in a few reviews, but I was like, oh, that won't be that won't be that bad. I'll I'll move past that. But it's been a little bit annoying. It's just how inconsistent the voice work is. Not in terms of quality, the quality is good, but it's just sometimes there'll be a line that's fully voiced, and then silence, silence. And then another line that's fully voiced. Yeah. And it's just weird and inconsistent. Like either, and then like a a breakaway cutscene, and then for like two lines, and then back into like the normal like, like dialogue. Yeah, and it's just like it's weird, and, and I don't. I 
maybe it was too expensive to fully voice the game. That's fine. I think in those situations, you pick particular chunks of dialogue you want voiced and do yeah. a scene like that and then just do text. It's just weird having it sometimes you're like, ah, blah, 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 X, 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 blah, 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 X. It's just weird. I'm not digging it. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, it's it's weird. I, I must admit that as well. It's a strange choice. Because um, the voice acting's good. But, I mean, it's really good. I really like it. The 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 voice of, like, our Evan, like, King Evan is really, really good. And um, even, like, Roland and some of the other characters you'll meet. Um, yeah, some really cool voice acting in there as well. Uh, but, yeah, I look, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'm going to keep plugging away. It's still, like... It's so vibrant and colourful, um, and it's gorgeous to look at. So, and it runs pretty well, actually. I've haven't had many issues with it um, performance-wise, which is good. I think I saw some frame dips a couple um, of times on the Overworld, but nothing too detrimental. Yeah, there's a couple of frame dips here and there, but it hasn't been like in combat or anything like that. That's been like oh no, no combat's detrimental been pretty to smooth. my. Uh, yeah, it's it's really I I really like the combat actually. It's yeah, like it's not super complex, but it's fun. It's not it's not super complex or really challenging. Like you said, how hey, you can charge like swords to one hundred percent and like unleash abilities. Yeah, it's fun, but you don't need to. Which is again, it's fine. I just I'm kind of hoping we. Get, I, I've heard it probably won't really do it, but I, I just I want to sort of push back a little bit, like a little bit, like a tiny bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll probably talk a bit about more uh, Nino Kuni two action next week once we've played a little bit more of it. Uh, but uh, and the, one of the other big releases from this week is uh, Rare Softwares or Rare uh, and Microsoft's Sea of Thieves uh, finally launched on Tuesday, and um, we've dipped into it a little bit. And had a bit of a play around with it. We've spent some time on the open um, seas. Yeah, and look, I tell you what, uh, the times I've played, and I played a little bit with you guys that uh, that, that first sort of night within that first day, uh, and then um, I played a little bit solo the next day as well. Uh, I had a ball with it. I'm having a ball with it. It's something like I can just jump in fuck around for a little bit and then get out get out um and it's it, it's fun to look at i've only had i haven't had too many problems uh, there's a couple of bugs at the moment that are are being squashed i think as we speak um it's an online game because there was a big launch it's gonna exactly. be it's gonna be ridiculously packed and not perfect but absolutely line them out i i have faith like it's cool to see rare sort of released from their shackles of avatars and connect sports games and yes. stuff yeah, and like they've done such a great job building this sort of fun world that I I I kind of want to explore and and get around, even though you know exploring might not be like super exciting. Even though there's like three uh, some activities people, you can do. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Like I was saying before about um like meeting expectations and things like that, and and building hype and stuff. It's everyone started to come out of the fucking woodwork in the last day or two about CFDs when they're like, "Oh yeah, it's another fucking No Man's Sky situation." Like, which I get the comparisons there. They're very, of valid. course, absolutely. But 
I find, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. There's something about this stuff. I, I, I find like having fun and like creating, like crafting your own tales within this game, um, which is all well and good. And I have full faith that they're going to add more to this game. There, there's no way that it's going to be like, there it is. Enjoy guys. Like this is going to be a, like a, a, an evolving and changing world. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I can already, I just seeing all the fucking, some, some, some of the more nastier tweets and things like that that people are posting about it. And it's just like, really guys? Like, and it's usually those are the people who have hyped it up in their head. They're like, I'm going to run my own bar and see if these, I'm going to, I'm going to have a pirate bar. I'm gonna do and it's like, none of this was ever said. And in this case, in terms, compared to say, maybe, you know, No Man's Sky, they never promised any of that. No, like, they didn't. They didn't. This, they were like, there's going to be, you can go and fight skeletons. You can go and collect like, Treasure chests. You can sail. You can fight each other on the open seas. You can fire each other. They can. It, they, it, it does pretty much what they said. They were gonna. It was gonna do out of the box, really. Um. So I commend them for that. And like you said, it's great to see rare like unleashed and having having a good time with it. Yeah. Um. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. So you mentioned. All right. Cool. It's about. It, it is basically about making your own stories, making your own fun. And again, that's mm-hmm. sort of, it's a hard, it's a difficult thing because I can see where people would be out on that. But honestly, like from when it was announced, I sort of had that expectation. Like I knew this was going to be a game that I would jump in with friends and just have a ridiculous fun time. That's what I knew. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And it's, it's just, oh my God. It the night like you guys had played for a couple of hours before I had got home from work and jumped in with you, and my god, did we have some fun times already in oh, that yeah. game so in the when you, four or five hours? We we hunted treasure chests, we killed skeletons, we delivered chickens, we we checked out some sunken ships and got some extra bounties in yeah. there. We we got terrified of sharks. We fired one of our crewmates out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. It's yep, and so all those little things add up. And like, if if you boil it down and look at what you re- what we really did, we bought a map, we went to an island, we dug up a chest, we put it on our boat, we went back, we sold the chest, or like we went to an island and killed twenty skeletons and picked up a what may as well have been a different shaped chest and put that on our boat and sold that. But it was fun doing it with friends, and that's. So we'll get. I, yep. I, I won't go onto the solo stuff yet because I, I know you played a bit, and I think okay. that's where we're going to sort of differ a little bit. But differ, yeah, for sure. I think it is just it's the fun we had doing those things. They may have seemed repetitive if you boil them down, but we had a good time. We made it fun. Uh, I can't remember the uh, any other time I've had. I felt like the true cooperation of uh, of a game. Then when I then I did when I, we we first set sail on the ship, there was four of us playing. Uh, it was you and me and uh, Mr. Broderick Gordes from last week and his brother Liam. Um, we set sail and the feeling of everyone just going like, someone's like, "All right, cool." Someone's in the the map room and you're like, "Yep, cool. I'm watching the map. We need to go northwest a little bit." Um, and then once we do that, I'll give you some more directions. Great. And like, Rob was on the wheel. So he's steering us there. I was up in the crow's nest, just keeping an eye out. 
Uh, Liam was, like, filling the cannons and getting things ready and making sure that, like, you know, close up we were doing okay. Uh, and just that, and, like, raising the sails, like, that feeling was so much fun. Like, we were cooperating to legitimately, like, sail this boat. And it was so much fun. That that part alone was worth the, like, I mean... I, I say the admission price, but we, we picked it up on Games Pass. But um, with, with a, a trial. But even still. Ex- yeah, exactly. So technically, we haven't really paid for it. But, I mean, it's... Man, like, I, that was such a great feeling. And I, I was like... I, you guys obviously couldn't see me, but I was grinning from ear to ear doing that for the first time. And, like, up in the, the crow's nest with my with my uh, fat, blonde-headed... blonde-headed uh, a pirate that wears a dress and because he likes to, so and then subsequently that's, that, that's my narrative falling out of the crow's nest. Yeah, 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 I fell out a couple of times. There's a couple of little bits of lag and I fell out and I was trying to climb down the ladder. <laughs> that was fun. Ringing the bells consistently. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I specifically asked. I'm like, because you guys have played for a little while. I was like. Hey, does the bell do anything if I ring it? And you're like, no, 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 it just rings it. And the next week you're here with ding, 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 ding. Yes, we did hear um, that. Yeah, it was good fun. And just like stuff like that. Like there were so many parts where we were all just killing ourselves laughing. Like the part where we we pulled into port and there was uh we were dropping off some stuff and we realized there was another pirate ship there. And we're like, fuck. All right, let's. And we made the decision to like try and drop off our our chests and stuff that we had. We did that. Got back to our boat before they realised we were there. And um, while we were there, we uh, we were like keeping an eye on them on the other boat. We realised, like, all right, cool. It looks like there's two of them there. Uh, and we had four of us. Like, all right, we, let, we should maybe just leave them alone. Like at that at that stage, we'd already sunk a ship or two. Um, and had and, and had our ship we'd sunk. sort of you know. Yeah, exactly. Like we we we'd had our fair share of like um pirating, I guess. And so we were like, all right, we'll even be we'll we'll set sail. <laughs> Except for one of our crew members. I can't remember if it was Broad or Liam. One of them, I think it was Broad, circled started circling us around back towards the boat. We're like, "Oh no, no, no. It was I think Liam started loading the cannons." And um those like, those we're two like, were looking for uh, a fight. Uh, oh, they were. And we're like, "Are we doing this?" They're like, um, yep, we are. And so we started firing upon them. I can't remember if that was the same time or if there was another time too where we were keeping an eye. No, it was at, I think, that same time, but while we were keeping an eye on them as well, before we decided to open fire on them, we Brod went silent for a little bit and then mysteriously, like, we looked around, he wasn't on the boat. And we're keeping an eye on, on these other two pirates on their ship. And next minute we see a third pirate appear. We're like, oh, they've got a third one. And then they, like, that third pirate started firing. We're like, wait, is that Brod? And then he starts fucking killing himself laughing. And he's just on the boat trying to fire at them. We're like, oh shit, well, I guess we're doing this now. Load oh. the cannons, guys. Um, it was so funny. But yeah, I, 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 th- that stuff alone, like, even if we play it, like, for a couple of weeks here and there, it doesn't feel like too much of a commitment. Like, there's no real, like Destiny felt like a commitment at some points, like things like Destiny. Yeah, for, um, for me, the main factor, and it's it's purely coming from the, the point of view where the Xbox isn't my main platform, it's that I'm not going to be willing to re-up my live to play this, probably. Yeah, fair enough. Like That's fair. 
Um, yeah. I, I, I might, like, pay for a month or two. I've paid for three months at the moment, so I'll go for the next three months. Because it was on sale for, like, 18 bucks or something. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm all, I'll get three months then. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's a shame because I really, I really do like it. And I've heard whispers of like end game ish content, um, that sound kind of fun. And I've heard that, um, so even like some of the, um, like the, the, uh, I can't remember what they're called, like the, but like the bad outposts basically where there's like, you know, the, the thieves den and stuff like that, like where they're kind of like mini dungeons almost. Oh, where there's yep. like tougher enemies and things like that. And I'm like, all right, that could be fun. We need to we need to try that out. I reckon and just sail to one of those and give it a go. But because um, there's a mysterious stranger that appears in the um in the outpost like taverns and stuff like that. Uh, and I've heard a little bit about that, and apparently people seem to think that's alluding to end game content. Um, uh, to do with like pirate legends and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, look. It's a lot of fun, and I, I'd love to have a night where we were all free and sit down and actually have a few drinks and play it as well. I think that 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 would be the fun way to play, even more fun to play that game. Um, yeah, sit down with my. I've got I've got a big old bottle of Sailor Jerry's rum out there. Like I'm <laughs> I'm ready to roll with that. So I've got my fair share of get some, Let's get rum some rum in the in the. In yeah, the see, look, we're here. set. We're fucking set. Let's let's do this. Um, but yeah, so. We both also had a chance to play a little bit of, like, solo as well. Um, and like you said, I think this is where our opinions on things differ a little bit. Uh, how did you go with that, Kyron? Uh I didn't like it, really. And it come, it, the big thing okay. for me it comes down to is, when I think about what part I love about Sea of Thieves, it's having four of us on the Galleon. And when you're on, when you're solo, yep. you have like a little small ship and it's not, I don't know. It's just not as enjoyable. I, I get that it says, so you can, you have the option to do it solo. But all I could think when I was sort of doing it was just like, I want to be on a galleon. And I, and you would see a galleon. You'd be like, oh, I'm really scared of that galleon. And cause it's Sea of Thieves, they're probably jerks. So I guess I'll just go a long way around so I don't get sunk. And yeah, like my solo time wasn't great. And I don't know if I really have much interest in playing it solo, which then also has okay. the the downside of this being like, well, that means it's a multiplayer game, and it makes it a little bit harder to get time for. But like, it's not terrible. I could, I could try and enjoy it, but it. I feel like I, there are other things I'd rather do. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah, I think you're not alone in that. I've seen a lot of people say the same sort of thing. Um, but then I've also seen a lot of people, it's been sort of like divided. It, there's n- not been one specific camp that's like been sort of, you know, more vocal than the other. I think a lot, there are a lot, are a lot of people that feel the same way as you that you were like, it's just not what I was looking for in Sea of Thieves. Uh, and then there are people like myself uh, that I played a little bit solo and I went into it sort of expecting to sort of maybe play it for like an hour and go, yeah. And I have the same sort of reaction and go, yeah, it's a, it's a lot harder by yourself. But I ended up doing like four or five quests by myself and running that small little boat by myself. Everything was laid out just right where I it was the perfect amount of distance for me to actually manage everything. And that was my biggest fear. I was like, I'm not going to be able to manage an entire fucking boat by myself. But I could and it felt 
really great. And I got super giddy. Like the first time I, I, you know, pulled up my anchor and then like dropped the sails, set it at the right angle. And then, like, went down to the map room and went, all right, cool, I need to go northwest. Oh, went Joel, back up, you don't started you, spinning the wheel. You don't, even need to go, you don't even need to go down to the map room on a single ship. You can just sort of peek over behind the wheel and just use a looking glass to look down at the map. Didn't know that. Yeah, cool. I found, that out, the other, I found right. that out the other day, and it, just, it made, like, piloting that ship on, on my own even easier. That's, yeah, that is easier. Because I actually, di- I honestly didn't mind running down to the map room. Because, like I said, it's laid out well enough that you, it's not super taxing. You just sort of, like, drop down, walk in, go, uh, yep, just checking up. Yep, we're still good. Go back up, spin the wheel, adjust it a little bit. Um, and I, I loved that. And then I was, like, jumping on the islands and fighting skeletons and then, like, you know, blowing them up with a blunderbuss. The and then, you know, hit- <laughs> it does suck, but, like, we kind of knew that going into it like you could see that from the trailers yeah um and it's hard to do that kind of first person like like skyrim-esque combat because i mean even skyrim doesn't do it no, well skyrim's combat's really like, you know as I mean? well exactly so it's i think they've done an, an okay job i think the other, with what they had the other part is you're almost entirely killing skeletons yep there's a, yeah, there's a couple of different, different tiers, skeletons. but like they're, they're pretty much all just skeletons. And again, I'm sure in the future they'll add stuff in that'll be different. But it was just when I was doing it solo, a lot more of the the bare bonesy side of the game side of the show. But again, I, I don't hate the game. I still think about the multiplayer and go, no, that's that's where it's at. But yeah, I definitely started to see yep. like the, the behind the curtain when I was doing it on my own. Uh, I think... I think in this day and age, like you and I, especially, like we've we've dipped our toes into these sort of like uh, living world games that aren't quite MMOs, um, but just sort of not want to be, I guess, even. But like you know, are sort of like somewhere in between, like you know, a, a basic multiplayer experience and a giant open world multiplayer game. Um, and I think honestly, I'm, I'm sort of, of treating temporary it expectations a little as bit. like early access since like I'm playing it on Games Pass. I'm like, look, this isn't like it's sort of gonna get bigger, but right now it's yeah. not much. But there's enough there to have fun with friends. But that's sort of how I've been thinking about it. And um, they're not like again that No Man's Sky comparison just keeps sticking out to me because I remember, I remember the launch of No Man's Sky. We were both very excited for it. It took a week or yeah. so for us to sort of realize what that game was. I don't think this will be the same. I th- I have more faith in Sea of Thieves, but I can't help but remember well. No Man's Sky in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I like, I, I saw people bringing that up and I started to get a little bit like, a little bit irritable about it. I was like, like just me, like I was, it wasn't enough for me to like fight back or anything like that. But in my mind, I'm going, that's a bit harsh, but like it, I, like you said, it, I guess it is valid. Um, and it's a valid argument, but I think some people are taking it a little bit too far, and they're just like, oh, you can't even do this? And it's like, all right, chill out. I mean, I'm like, give it time. Sadly, that's the internet, Joel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's fucking, uh, like, we're, we're, we're fucking old men now, and we're just sitting back at, kids these days don't appreciate what they've got. Um, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> you can, you can, you can. They don't, they you, legitimately. You can run a sweet galleon with, with three of your friends, and that's, pretty cool yeah that's fucking rad like that's so much fun um but yeah uh I, look i'm excited to, to maybe 
play a little bit more. And I know, I know Liam's keen to play more. He was playing more before actually. Um, he went to play some of the servers were down because they were down for maintenance, big maintenance today. So be interesting to see how much has, um, been fixed in that, uh, in that downtime. Um, yeah. so I might even jump in tomorrow night and have a look around, have a bit of a play. Um, but yeah, see if thieves, if you've got an Xbox one and like get, get games pass and give it a go. I mean, it'll cost you like 12 bucks or something. If you've already used the trial, if you haven't used the trial, it's free. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you got, what do you got to lose? You can play CFS for a month and then move on. Exactly. Unless you're saving it for something like, you know, State of Decay 2, maybe. I don't know. Fuck, I can't. I'm going to download State of Decay when we finish recording. All right. I'm going to give it a go. Good luck to juggling Nat and Nino Cooney. <laughs> yeah, and like I've still got Cuphead and then Cuphead. Burnout. And then if, if I decide to pick up Far Cry 5 for that fucking ridiculous price on Amazon next week. It's an insane price. Um, oh, boy. A slight PSA if you listen to this before it comes out, but Amazon are selling Far Cry 5 for just ludicrously cheap. Like, it's unbelievably cheap, and I don't. It's forty nine, forty nine dollars with a code. It's it's mm. apparently meant to really only be for your first yeah. purchase, but apparently you can get around that. You can get around that. That's fine. And I did already purchase something off Amazon Australia, so I'm like, fuck. Um, but you know, I'll figure it out. Even the normal price of fifty nine dollars. That's that's super cheap. Fifty nine is a good price for that game for a brand new game. Oh yeah. I'm still holding on. I'm waiting. For, we should get reviews for that really soon. So I'm I'm going to check them out once they uh We have our copies sitting at the back at my place of employment going, do not put out before this date. I'm like, oh, hey, Far Cry 5. How you doing? <laughs> sitting there. How you doing? I believe the um the streaming embargo went up today. Oh, great. So yesterday. everything will be on the internet today. Pretty that, much. Yeah. So... I hate it, Joel. I, I, it helps that I'm not invested that much in Far Cry 5, but it, so often this happens with games when they're like, oh yeah, the streaming embargo's up, and I get that part of you know games reaching bigger audiences is by giving it to streamers, and then the streamers are just like, oh, I'll just stream this game, and you're like, I didn't want to know any of this. This is this is yeah. fine, I guess. This is fine. It's- I'm not... Yeah, I'm because I'm still... I'm still- I'm like 75% interested in, uh, like, like excited for Far Cry 5. I've still, I've still got a little bit of nervousness about it, but, um, yeah, I'm still interested in playing it. It's been long enough for, between drinks for me for Far Cry. Um, and cause I, I, like I've said before, I loved three, tried to play four and I just couldn't get into it, even though it's the same game. And I think that was See, the problem. That's the problem. And then I haven't played one since. game. Yeah. And, uh. I'm just hoping they're fixed up. It doesn't have to be much. They don't have to change much. I honestly think the setting is enough because I feel like I know one was an island and one was like the mountains, but they just, they felt the same. Like they really did. Was like even... walking through some of those environments, I'm like, it feels, this feels very similar. Even just the motions of playing Far Cry 4, like it sort of felt like they just retextured the game. Like they, they upped mm. the visuals and that's fine and all that. But so much of the gameplay just felt the same. To me, at least, and it turned me off within yeah. the first couple of hours. I think I still have your copy, by the way, if you ever want it back. Oh, cool. Um, thanks for keeping that 
keep that safe for me. Yes. Looking after um, it. Keep making sure it's still yeah. on. It, the disc is in the case. Just being safe. Yep. Yep. No, it's that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I, but I'm, I'm excited to sort of see. And I know Ash has, has said to me more than more than a few times. She's like, I'm kind of, I kind of want to play that game. And the fact that it's like co-op, and I think split-screen co-op. I don't know. I want to say that's because if it's split-screen co-op, then I, that's that I might pick it up because I'll play through the campaign on my own. But then if she wants to play, I'll just be like, cool. I'll jump into her game. I'm just play around a little bit with her. Let's find um, out. All right, cool. Uh, on air research, I like it. This is a new thing. It's good. What do we got? What do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm still, I'm still excited for it. I'm seeing some stories about it not having local co-op. Okay, that's a shame. Again, because I, I feel like it, it would work. I feel like, I feel like they did it before or something in one of them, but Far Cry Three had split screen for its stuff. I think, like it's it's like co op mode. Yeah, it had a specific mode that had you like could do missions. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, honestly, I'm interested to see how like Far Cry Arcade does as well. Like that's kind of intriguing. So, um, but we'll see. But anyway, who knows? But this time next week, you might hear me talk about it. Who knows? Who knows? Mm, too many, too many games. So many games, Joel, and like we're getting close to Eve three, and there's going to be even more games, and we're not ready. We're never ready. For I don't. It. No, you can't. You can't say it. You can't. We can't do that yet. Everyone's talking about it. We're, it's only. Gonna, it's the, only the hype, a matter of time. We're we're we're, we're, in, we're in the station at the moment, polishing up the hype train. We're we're, we're just getting it ready to, to to kick it in high gear, but we haven't loaded it up yet. You know. It's it, it's it's embarking date is not quite just yet. Maybe in a couple of weeks. But we'll get to that. Alrighty, I reckon it's time we uh head into some news. Um that was an unintentional pirate sound there. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly didn't mean that, but it kinda of fits. But um yeah. Uh we'll we'll hit some news and uh current current what's what a if I had to ask you two things to do with video gaming that I really enjoy at the moment, what would they be? I know this is like this is some sort of way to get me to say, well, to to get us into the discussion here. So it's it, the first thing is for Nindies, Joel. It's Nindies for sure. You like Switch, yeah, you I like the, Indies. I do, I do. I love both those things. Uh, and, and honestly, I love I love the label Nindies. It's dumb. This is great. I like it. Oh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's so appropriate. I'm like, yep, cool. This is great. I'm on board with it. It's dumb enough for me to enjoy. Um, yeah. So we had a, a Nindy showcase, uh, the, uh, on, I think Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it was about 11 minutes long. It wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it would be. We were both kind of hoping for some Hollow Knight news, but, um, I really wanted Hollow Knight news. And they have posted mm. an update on their blog that sort of explains that they're still squashing a few last, like a few more bugs before, and I don't want to like nail down a release date until they're sure they're going to hit it. And I get it, and I respect it. But I also just really want to play Hollow Knight on my Switch, like badly. Like really I just want to play Hollow Knight full stop. Like, I just want to play so it. It's so good, Joel. I can't wait for you to play it. That's, oh, my God. That's why I want to fucking play it, because I've heard nothing but good things, and it's an Australian dev, 
and it's just, and it's an indie game. So it's it's just it ticks all the boxes. But it um, does. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, we didn't get the, the, uh, the Hollow Knight news. We've got a couple of interesting little tidbits here. We thought we'd run down just through what was mentioned in the, um, in the, uh, Nindy stream. Uh, so they kicked off with, uh, Mark of the Ninja Remastered, which is like a, a 2D, um, stealth platformer. Um, and I remember playing a little bit of this on PC back in the day. And it is, it's a really fun game. It's got a really cool art style. I actually think your housemate got me onto it. I have a oh, feeling really? that Brendan played... Yeah, I have a feeling that Brendan played it and was like, yeah, this is really cool, you should check it out. And I did. I think I got it in like an e- humble indie bundle or something like that. Um, or I picked it up specifically while it was on sale or something like that. Um, but it's it's neat. I, I, I think it'll be perfect for the Switch. I, I think it's it, it, it might get like a second uh, lease of life. It's, it's a fairly old game. Um, and yeah, it's coming out sometime later this year, which will be um, exciting. So keep an eye out for that one. This is remastered, uh, Virgil. It's a remaster. I know it, it is remastered, which is good because, like, the original looked pretty, um, but it's it, it does have a very cool art style to it. Um, so I'm um, I'm excited to maybe to dive into that again and give it another go, especially on like a port like a a portable console of, of sorts. Um, next, we had our uh, Fantasy Strike, which is a uh, like two D fighting game, but they've got like different like weapons and things like that. Um, which is like some things like wind and paint, uh, and a slot machine. Uh, it looked interesting enough, but I mean, you know, it's a they, 2D fighter. So what, what, what they, they were saying that. about it sort of made it sound like the combos won't be tricky. So it's less about the memorization of the moves and rather the strategy, which is sort of a thing I've been noticing in fighting games recently, especially with Dragon Ball fighters, where honestly all the important moves are just quarter circle shoulder button. Pretty much, yeah, and, and I really, and it's I just, really it's appreciate better. that. It's better because, you, yep. yeah, because I, I still have nightmares sometimes, Joel, about some of those inputs for Street Fighter. I remember when I had Street oh, Fighter God. Four on PS3, and it was just like, like the the zigzag joystick movement, button pressing. Zigzags and all that are stuff. the worst. They are. They're garbage, Zigzag's and I hate them. Fucking scum. Scum. I'm fine with um, quarter but- circles, Joel. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's a really good idea because it does. Be- it becomes more like a bit of a a chess game that both both sides have pr- essentially the same tools at their disposal. It's just how you go about using them and um, exactly and and putting them implementing them into your, your victory, um, which is cool. Um, so yeah, it might be something interesting to keep on keep an eye on. It had a kind of cool art style to it as well. So crazy and and silly. Yeah, looked like crazy and silly. So that kind of looked like fun. Uh, then we got Just Shapes and Beats, uh, at which the, 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 um, was described as a musical bullet hell game. Um, so that kind of sounds kind of right up my alley. And it looked, it's got a really interesting kind of like, um, uh, like art style as well. Um, kind of like neon lights or like, you know, LED lights almost. Um, it, it sort of reminded me of that rhythm platform that's on PS4, but I forget its name. Crap. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to have to... Yeah, but it, do you know what I mean? Like, it was sort of you played as I a think so. Fuck, what was it called, Joel? I'm so mad. I Yeah, I can't was think it, of it either. Was it Sound something? Sound Shapes? Oh, maybe it was Sound Shapes. I'm going to Google that and see if, if that's it, Joel. You get a point. I don't know what for. Yeah. Yes, I remember that shapes. there is a... 
it is sound shapes cool yeah i yes. remember there was a playstation game that was like it was based around music and yeah um yeah, yeah. definitely very similar and i thought it might have been that like a continuation of that series because the fact yeah, that me it was too. called like just shapes and beats and i'm like okay or maybe it's just like you know ripping it off shamelessly but it, it's uh it's gonna it's gonna have a story mode that you can play solo or with a friend um, and it's going to have music from 20 different chiptune artists. Oh, um, you had me so. at chiptunes game. I'll probably buy yeah, you. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm in for that. So, uh, another, another sweet chiptune soundtrack to add to the collection will be all, is always welcome. Um, but yeah, it's coming out sometime this year as well. Uh, actually, I think it's coming out fairly soon. Um, it says summer here, so I get that, that would probably equate to a bad to a winter. winter for us. Yeah. Which brings me to the next point, because I rewatched the trailer for this, and it did have a release date at the end of it, um, which is uh, Garage. It's, uh, you know, launching on Switch first, before any other platforms, much like a lot of these games, um, either like a console exclusive, like, fir- like first to console exclusive, um, or just, you know, launching first here before other platforms. Uh, it, this is a top-down shooter, uh, and they said... Uh, was in, Nintendo said it was inspired by VHS B movies. Um, you were saying before it looked, you, you got sort of Hotline Miami vibes to it. Yeah. I kind of got that. Um, it's a little, like, not as fast paced, and I think it's not as, like, calculated. I think there's a lot more room for error. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. I kind of like the, um, the setting for it and, uh, and things like that. So I, I'm intrigued by this one because I'm a sucker for a top down shooter. I, I really am. I, I would need to see more gameplay, just because the gameplay they showed, it didn't do much for me. And mm-hmm. I, I, again, I did say that it sort of, I, I got the Hotline Miami vibes off of it, but also my favorite part yeah. about Hotline, Hotline Miami is how quick that game is and how, how fluent yeah. it is. So I don't know. This is a, this one's sort of, it's in the back of my mind, but I don't know how much yeah. time I'll give to thinking about it until I see more. I'm, I'm- I want to check it out for sure. Um, it's, it's, um, I think it seems like a different type of game to, to Hotline Miami. It's going to have like boss oh, yeah, fights and stuff like that in there as well, which is, which is cool. Um, I, I can so respect like different... that, but I pref- mm. I definitely prefer one type over what this one looks like it wants to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it might be something to keep an eye out for. Who knows? Uh, and I think it's coming out on May 10th, actually. So. Oh, bad time. Sorry, Garage. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be something I get up immediately. Unlike this next game, Karen, I'm fucking so in on this. Adult Swim, coming through with the goods again. Um, oh my god, I love their crazy, just... Let's take two different genres and mash them together. Adult Swim just have a knack for finding games that do that. Um, uh, so they did it with Battle Chef Brigade last year, and they're doing it again with Pool Panic. Uh, with Pool Panic, which looks kind of like, I don't know... A Justin Roiland like made a, a game about like an RPG about pool. I don't know, and I, I, it's weird. It the, the gameplay mechanics is like billiards or pool, um, but like they're like anthropomorphic balls that like can talk and communicate, and it's weird. It's got this really weird art style to it, and I really like it a lot. Um, it's gonna have like a hundred levels, uh, and it's gonna have um. Uh, four, uh, up to four player uh, local support in co-op and multiplayer as well. Um, it looks like there's well, like different multiplayer chaos. modes. Yeah, it looks like different multiplayer modes as well. There's one on top of a cake where you've got to not try and knock each other off. And um, I think there's other ones that have different objectives. Like you have to like try and just sort of like, duke it out in like a tiny little area. Um, 
I, I'm super intrigued by this and I kind of want to pick it up. Um, and it's launching first on Switch. So keep an eye out for Pool Panic. Uh, interesting. Uh, then we got Bomb Chicken. I don't really remember about, much about this one. It's, it's like a two-day it's platformer. A, it, it's a platformer about dropping bombs. You can stack the bombs and then you can knock the bombs into things to blow things up. But it, again, what they showed in the, in the Nindy's presentation sort of looked like that description. If that doesn't interest you, then the game, or well, seeing the game in action may not change much. Like you can use the bombs to destroy environments and block fire coming towards you and stuff. But I don't know. It was, it was. It, the, again, it, it feel I feel bad judging games by like a debut trailer, but it just didn't grab me. Again, the description yeah. is what it is for, so far. Again, it could have something hidden yeah. away there, but yeah, I, I I feel the exact same way about this one. Um, I'm like, yeah, it was a, a solid meh for me, unfortunately. Um, but if it's your kind of thing, I guess you know, check it out for sure. Um, then we had a. Uh, Lumines Remasters, Remastered, sorry. I was too busy trying to figure out how to say Lumines because I never know how to pronounce that word. Um, and they're doing a, yeah, HD remake on that, uh, which is like the classic puzzle game. Um, I heard good things about this game. I, I always wanted yeah, to me too. try it. It's one of those cult classic puzzle games that I always hear about and I'm always intrigued by because it's, I think it's like, the music is a part of it as well. Yeah. Because it's by yeah. the guy who did... Oh, crap. Tetsuya Mizuguchi. Is, is he the res guy? Oh, it might be, actually. Yeah, you might be right. That's some good shit. That's a game I need to buy, actually, on PS4. I need to play Res. I never played it. Yeah, hmm. so yeah, Res. He also did Child of Eden, which I remember picking up as well. Oh, that was a good game. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's a HD remake of the original. Um, it's going to have HD rumble support that will like vibrate along to the beat of the music, which is cool. Um, and local multiplayer support. So if you like Luminez uh, and uh, want to play a remastered version of it, get hyped for the Switch release. Yeah, good news um, for you. Yeah, I'm... I'm Gonna check it out, I think maybe. We'll see what the pricing's like. And we'll it's on my radar. Like again, Ooh. as a game I've always wanted to play, it's hitting that sweet spot where it comes to Switch and I'm like, oh maybe. It's a yeah, portable. Check it so. out. Exactly, yeah. You know, good one to sort of curl up in bed with and chuck some headphones on and go to town. Um Awesome. Uh a port of a mobile game to Switch, which, you know, might turn some people off immediately, but I implore you, don't because this game is really, really cool. Uh, Reigns, Kings and Queens, um, is going to be a Switch version of the mobile game that is probably the best way to describe it is, like, high fantasy Tinder. Um, yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> that's a good way to sum it up in a weird way, yeah. Well, because the gameplay mechanic is just, from what I understand, Tinder is, like, swiping left and right. So yeah. um, You get scenarios like presented little... to you, and yeah. you have to make decisions by swiping left or right. Yeah, and you got to see how far you can go, and then when you die, you like get reborn as like a new king, and then continue on. They had another sequel, uh, which came out last year, called uh, "Reigns Her Majesty," and I think this is going to be like a compilation of both of those. Yeah, it, it, um, it's uh, it's both games in one. Yeah, but it's also going to have a co-op mode, which is exclusive to the Switch. Um, 
So you and a friend can sit down and make decisions together, which I want to see how that works because that sounds like fucking fun. That sounds I mean, like a I, really fun game to do. That I assume with. it's a it's a Joy-Con each, right? Yeah, and you have, like you can like pick which way you want to decide. I want to decide. I want to see how it works, like, how the decision like final are finalized as well. Which yeah, be interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a really funny game as well. The writing in it is really good. Um, I played a fair bit of the original Reigns when it came out. Uh, I've downloaded Her Majesty, but I haven't had a chance to sort of dive into it yet. Um, apparently they added a few different mechanics to it, which really like improved on the original, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's coming out, um, spring 2018 it's listed here, which means autumn for us, which is probably very soon. I would say, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised the, if it's out in the next couple of weeks. One of the good things about this game is it's one of those games. that's very simple to understand. Like you see it uh-huh. and you get it. Like it's, it's that, and it's a, it's a fun concept. So, and again, I've not played Reigns at all. I've looked at it on mobile, but again, it's I'm not so a good mobile dude. person. So depending on the price, so I'll probably jump into this one. It's cool. I, I I can imagine sitting down, like you know, having a few friends around. Like in, it's one of those like you know Jackbox situations where where you play a little bit of Jackbox games and then you play like something else, like a trivia game, and then like chuck on reigns and have everyone decide. Like like but like you've got like you know five or six people over and you got like you know the room divided down the middle and each of the each team has like a Joy-Con and they're like you know you make decisions based around that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. It's my idea of a good party. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that one. We've also got Lightfall, which is a 2D platformer. Um, you use a magical box called the Shadow Core to navigate through the environment. I don't really remember much about this trailer. It looked kind of pretty. Um, it it sort of the so the, the the magical box. It seemed like you could summon it under your feet, sort of. Giving me the impression that this might be another one of those, like pixel perfect, not not exactly pixel perfect, but like a, mm. a tougher platformer. Because yeah, because but with that ability, I figure there's going to be some pretty interesting and challenging platforming puzzles in the game. But it is also built up with a speed run mode in it as well, so you, yep. you just know it's going to be stressful at times. Yeah. Like, look, it looks okay, but it's not the uh, the 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 two D platformer that I'm most interested in from this Nindy's presentation, which we'll get to that shortly. Um, but yeah, that's coming out fairly soon as well. Apparently, spring or autumn here. I think a, I think a lot of these were like in a certain window. That was like why they chose them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all within the next like three to six months. I would say. Yeah. Um, which is which is good, it's sort of you know that way we can get they're just clearing all their banks out until so we can get to E three and and really like get unload, into smash. Hopefully. Well, yeah, that too, um, and whatever else they're gonna bring. Oh God, uh, West of Loathing, say uh RPG like stick figure drawn RPG that's been out on PC for a while. I know a lot of like YouTubers and streamers have been sort of going nuts for this game. It looks funny. It looks interesting. Um, it's been on my radar for a while now, and the fact that it's coming to Switch now uh, as a console exclusive, um, I might this might be the, the the point for me to to take the plunge and check this one out. Um, it's it, it. I just like the fact that it's it's all like. It's looks like it's just been drawn on white paper the entire game, um, and that sounds kind of boring on like pun intended paper. But um, 
it, I, seeing it in action, it looks kind of fun. So, um, see, this is yeah. one of those games where I watched the trailer and I didn't get it. Like, I don't yep. know what it is. I get yeah. the style and all that, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Joel. I, I don't know what it is either. But it, there was enough there to make me want to try and check it out when it does come out. So, I'll have a look at that. Uh, next up we had Pode, or Pode, I'm going with Pode, P-O-D-E. Um, it's a puzzle adventure game inspired by Norwegian art, and you can play with a single Joy-Con. Um, yeah, it looks fun. It's like a two-player co-op game, I think it's designed to be. Um, you can play by yourself as well, but it was fun. Yeah, I've got nothing much else to say about that one. Yeah, I, again, this this is actually looking at this list. I I watched Benindi's direct before we recorded, and I don't I don't remember this game, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Karen, do you know which game I did remember because it looks fucking amazing? It's the next one. Oh yeah, the messenger. Holy shit! Fucking give me this shit. Like this. Yeah, I watched, uh, uh, so The Messenger is basically a, like, a, a 2D platformer, kind of Ninja Gaiden-esque platformer, um, but it's sort of, like, gimmick or hook is the fact that at certain points you switch between 8-bit and 16-bit graphics, um, and it's actually a mechanic in the game, it's not just like a, oh, you can switch it at any time, there are certain points where you jump into a portal and it will change from 8-bit to 16-bit and it might unlock, uh, like, open up a different area of that screen that you're currently on that might be closed off in the 8-bit area. So it's all about sort of like navigating almost like through portals and things like that to try and get to the certain uh, parts of the of the, uh, of the the level. Um, it also seems like it's got a really great like sense of humor to it as well. Uh, there is a Let's Play up on Kind of Funny as well. Uh, they did like a, like a 25-minute Let's Play in it um, with one of the developers. And it looks so much fun. Uh, the demo, the demo version of it actually has a part where, uh, cause the guy was explaining all about it, but there's a part where you, you get like one of the upgrades and you get it and you play around with it for a little bit. Then the next time you go to that shop, he, the guy just got, like the guy running the store is just like, I'm just going to give you everything that the game has to offer. This is the demo version of the game. I'm just going to give it to you. you. You probably won't even, <laughs> you, you won't have a chance to play with any of it. And it like unlocks, it's like, you have been given, uh, all of the abilities, much too many to for you to play around with in this demo. Like, it was very self-aware in certain points. And, um, yeah, apparently, like, the first playthrough of it works very similar to, like, a, a normal sort of platformer game. But once you get to the end, something happens and you go back and then it opens up the maps to become more Metroidvania-like. And Interesting. I was like, oh, oh, I'm so in on this. And it's got some fucking great music in it as well. Some great chip tune soundtrack. This game looks super cool. I think it's going to be one of those indie hits that uh, is everyone's talking about coming into the year this year. It's on my radar. Uh, I got abs- I absolutely got Shovel Knight vibes when the trailer started playing. Oh, and yeah, I love sure. Shovel Knight. So, yeah, I will probably be keeping an eye out for this one. Um, apparently a lot of people, it's, it's been sort of the talk of GD, the indie section at GDC at the, uh, this week. So everyone's been playing it and talking about it and saying how much they love it. So yeah, I think this is going to be one to keep an eye on, uh, for sure. Um, 
yeah, so it's a, it's a, yeah, all about time travel and things like that as well. I'm very excited, very excited. Uh, then next we had uh, Bad North, which was a like a real time strategy roguelike. Um, I, yeah, sure. It's real time strategy. I don't know how much I I get into it, even with the roguelike element to it. I don't know. The game like, again, like the the trailer showed the game in action, and I didn't quite get a good idea of how you actually participate in a strategy. I guess like I, I assume it's not too complicated because it has that that roguelike aspect, for better or worse. But uh, it's got permadeath in it as well. So like, if you lose a command, they're oh, dead yeah. permanently until you know. If you lose them all, game over. Um. Uh, so the art style looked really interesting, and I, I look, I like the idea of real time strategy. But when you throw roguelike into the mix, I'm always going to be more dubious. This might not be the last time we talk about RTS. This podcast, card. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, well, that I might not talk about that. So, uh, and finally, the Nindies showcase ended with the Banner Saga three coming to Switch, and uh, also Banner Saga one and two coming at some point. Um, or soon, they said. I think that means um, that they're going to be within the next few weeks because I assume mm. like Banner Saga one and two are finished, so it would have been a process of porting them as opposed to three, which I think only came out recently on PC or is like coming yeah. out soon. And it's this is it's the end of this series, isn't yes. it? I think. Yes, from what I understand. Banner Saga yeah. three is the last one. It's the last one. Um, it's a game I never really played. Um, I. I tried the first Banner Saga twice, and both times I couldn't get into it. But I think if they if they do like a bundle with all three on Switch, I will try yeah. again because I think again it's that simple thing of like put a game like this on a handheld, and I'm much more likely to sink time into it as opposed to like committing time to my TV or my PC, which of the other two times I tried playing it, and like any sort of wasted time I had, like. If I had to like restart a fight because I someone took damage that I didn't want to, it was just a pain in the ass. But on a handheld, I'm like, ah, oh, sleep mode it and pick it up in the morning. Yeah, I think so too. I might, I might even revisit it and have a look at it and see if it um, gets its hooks into me. But I, you know, uh, it's a cool little announcement to end this uh, little nindy section on. Well, um, I mean, plus, plus, it's if nothing else, this trilogy is graced by her wonderful music of Austin Wintery. So very true. At, yes, on that aspect, true. it's definitely worth checking out. Also, the setting's really cool as well. It is really cool. Just, it's, it's a good, yeah. It's a good I'll try it again. As well. mm, a third time. I think a I'm third right. time I'll try. <laughs> third time's the charm. That's what I say, isn't it? So. On Switch, right? Um, the Switch version will be one I like. There were a couple of other, like, that weren't in the announcement, like the Nindie Showcase, but there were a couple of other, like, indie games that were coming to announced for Switch last week. Most importantly, one of, uh, I think, my top five games of 2016, I want to say. Yeah, I believe it was in my top five. Um, Hyperlight Drifter's coming to Switch, which fucking, if you've not played Hyperlight Drifter, holy shit, it's so good. It's so good. And you should play uh, Thank God... Game Maker works on Switch now, or is Switch compatible? Absolutely, that's, that was it. That was the key for a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that, that's the reason why we're getting things like Undertale and yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, which is awesome. Both of those games are like, like borderline masterpieces. I would say. Oh, 
I want to play Hyperlight Drifter again. I might even buy that again. I think I'm ready to go back to that. That game is so good. Oh. Is there Hyperlight Drifter merch? I mean, no, there I was a really cool, like, physical edition you could have gotten. But I think it's gone now. I don't want, I don't want to look. I'm not going to look. I Basically, they, I... they they sold the game and, like, it, they made up packaging and a cart for it like it would be on the Super Nintendo. Oh, I fucking... Oh, my God, I remember that. I love yeah, that shit. It was shit. incredible. And, like, the cart was, like, the neon pink color of the game. Oh, it looked great. Mm, fucking... God, Hyperlight Drifter is so good. I can't believe how amazing that game is. Um, cool. But, yeah, that was it for uh, most of the indie stuff that sort of uh, came out over the last week or so. No um, Hollow Knight. No War Groove. No Hollow Knight. No Both War big Groove. bummers for me. But Hollow Knight, at least we know, is coming. War Groove, I'm starting to get worried about. Because we haven't heard anything about it for a they're while. They've been quiet, and they're now working on something else as well. Yeah, so... Uh, mm. Maybe there is no future for the Advance Wars-style games. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're making, Look, like, man. a Mario Rabbids-esque XCOM game or something. I don't know. Oh. In that style. Who knows? No, please. Make it like Advance Wars. Without Dual Strike. Fuck Dual Strike. Yeah, because Dual Strike sucks. Dual Strike sucks. And the first time that fucking enemy gets it and you don't have it, and it's fucking <laughs> broken. It's fucking broken. I will never forget that. Fucking Advance Wars. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Joel. Nintendo doesn't care about Advance Wars anymore, so you might be safe from at least from Dual Strike. They got Fire Emblem, man. They don't care. They do, and you know they, what? Fuck doing... yes, they do have Fire Emblem. It's a better <laughs> exactly. series. So, I said it. There you go. Um, I I have no attachment to either of them, but of the two, Fire Emblem has fucked me over the least. So, um, <laughs> to be fair, you haven't played it's it. my There's, vote. There is plenty of Fire Emblem out there to fuck you over, Joel. If if you are so inclined. That's I haven't played enough of it, so I haven't hit that point. Um, alrighty. So, coming up next, Activision coming through with uh, not uh, not a surprising development. Um, not entirely. I don't think there is been... a part of it that is surprising. And this isn't confirmed. Yeah, yeah this isn't confirmed, but uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is real apparently i believe it the twist i honestly yeah i do as well i do as well the part i don't believe is apparently it's not going to come with online multiplayer or multiplayer at all see now that's the part i sort Mm. of do believe oh really okay so here's here's the thing i'd be really because obviously activision sort of set this trend when they remastered modern warfare one and World War Two has done fine. It's made them mega bucks. I just wonder if maybe they took a peek at like, uh, at like the multiplayer for both of those, and we're like, right. what if people are playing the remaster over our new game, and we want them to play the new game? Oh, I don't of course, know if that's yeah. contributed. And also, there was also backlash about <laughs> this is so stupid Activision when they decided to remaster it. And then resell the DLC as well. Like, didn't include it all. Oh, that's... Yeah, like, no, that's no, we'll just right. sell the DLC again. It's like, you idiots, what are you thinking? But I'm that's not sure not if those That's not how you do it. 
That's not how you do a remaster, but it is it's how a, a money hungry company like Activision does a remaster for sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, but, that's uh, not the way you know. do it. Like, it, remaster should work almost like a um, like Game of the Year edition, essentially, or like a, a definitive edition, because it that, is a that, definitive. If you're you're remaking it, it's the, the definitive edition. So, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Um, the interesting thing is the the listing on Amazon Italy for PS4 and Xbox One listed it with an April 30th release date, which is pretty close. So, I mean, hmm. I had thought if this was going to be a thing, they would once again hold it hostage behind a special tier of Black Ops 4, sort of like how the first remaster was held behind whatever tier you needed to get for World War Two before they started selling it on its own so graciously. So, it wasn't. But, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't with World War Two, was it? It was Infinite Warfare. Was it? It was. Oh my god! It was Infinite Warfare. I think around Infinite when Warfare. World War Two came out was sort of when it sort of surfaced on its own, and then yeah. also they were selling the DLC back to you again. Because it didn't help that Infinite Warfare apparently wasn't a great game, so um, no. people had to buy this stupid collector's edition to play the version of the game that they actually wanted. But yeah. So, I don't know. So, maybe the April... I guess we'll find out. I don't remember when they said the Black Ops 4 reveal was, actually. Maybe this could play into that. Oh, actually, you know what? I think it's around April. April? Okay. I think it might be. All right. Well, we'll Hmm. we'll probably find out pretty soon. But it's it's interesting to see... That'd be interesting if they shadow dropped that and just went, well, it's not so much a shadow drop now if this is confirmed. But, like, if they're like, hey, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, it's out right now like that seems the type right of thing that you want to now do. now um it's the type of thing that you want to build hype around your brand especially um so joel elephant in the room right do you think do you think anyone cares anymore about no russian if we if we get this remaster i honestly don't see activision taking it out but I don't think do so. Th- I don't think they will either. Do you think they at least put a skip button in? Because that mission is garbage. They, the mission, uh, you can quotes. You can skip it. Like, yeah, it was always available. Was like, sk- it would warn you and say, hey, do you want... The, the, the following mission has scenes of stuff. That, or Like, when you start the game, it was like, there is a part. You've probably heard about it. Because at that point, everyone had heard about it. Like, you've probably heard about it. If you want, we can skip this and cut it out of the game completely. Um, hmm. And you could do that. Um, Maybe they'll take it out. Go. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Purpose. Like, it doesn't do anything. It just and has, like, yeah, it has people shooting in like civilians in an airport. You don't have to pull your trigger, but also you can't shoot the people who you're working with to shoot the civilians. And then also yeah. the character you're playing as dies at the end of a mission. So who cares? It's like it's just dumb. It's a stupid shitty because, mission. Yeah, cut it out. It was. It, it was. Yeah. It was them going for that whole shock factor thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it was so crap. And I think like modern the original Modern Warfare did a really good job of that with the um the nuke mission, I think anyway. It might have been like placed at a really odd point in the campaign, but um or like handled differently that maybe I probably wouldn't have handled it, but I think that mission on its own is a much better mission and it kinda did play into the story a little bit better than um no Russian did, yeah. No I Russian think... at the start of Modern Warfare 2 as well, by the way. Yeah, that's right, it is too. It's really early on. 
It's like, yeah, it's like two or three missions in, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they did cut it. It earned its spot in the White House's video reel of video game violence, so maybe they'll keep it in anyway. Who knows? (laughs) That's the thing that's making me go, yeah, okay. It's been brought back up already before this remaster's come out. It's already back in the public eye, especially in people who know what no Russian is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to be one of the. That's probably the thing about if this remaster happens. That's the part I'm most interested about. I'm not going to buy it, but I want to know more about if they do anything with no Russian. They should probably drop it, but I don't know if Activision cares enough. But I'm interested to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Forward with it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably fair to say that we're neither of us are going to jump at uh, the chance to play Modern Warfare 2 again, just because... I mean, I liked I, it. I liked Modern I Warfare will, 2. I will digress. I did buy the Prestige Edition of Modern Warfare 2 with the ridiculous Night Vision goggles, so... Fuck yeah, like, you did. And we had fucking heaps of fun with those at your house we back did. in the day. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Albeit a lot of money for the, the amount of fun that we may yeah. have had with them. Good luck finding NVGs cheaper than like the two hundred dollars, the two fifty dollars I paid. That's exactly right. And I believe we had like we had like Nerf guns or something at the time as well. Probably, was, I, I, I think yeah, we used them with like Nerf guns or something. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Was what, the main point I'm making is I've done my time and my money with Modern Warfare Two, so that's why I want to know <laughs> if this is real. How do they how do they tackle the no Russian elephant in the room? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be something that we know straight up until people start no. getting their hands on the game, like early copies of the game. I don't think Activision comes out and says anything about it, so no. that's I why... I highly I'm doubt interested. that. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting. Because there's always going to be, like, the fucking vocal minority that are like, oh, of course, fucking censoring it for the PC community. Sounds like, for sure. the... Yeah, fucking SJWs. Like, no. Just, just fucking think the about what you're saying. The mission doesn't do anything. It doesn't just doesn't do anything. Do anything. It's literally it's there for shock, yeah, for shock value, and it oh. no other reason. It's yeah, well, we'll see. It's I, not I, good. I, it's not good. It's not good at all. I played it. I was like, all right, no, cool. It's not good. I I I played that mission, and I was just like, I I should have just skipped it. I should have. Yep. Or alternatively, it shouldn't be here. But whatever, whatever. You know, not my game. Yeah. Well, maybe it won't be. Who knows? We'll find out. Um. Speaking of surprising things that became popular and then spawned something else that I would never have thought. Um, it's a stretch of a segue, I know, but um, stay with me here. Uh, PUBG finally launched uh, outside of China on mobile um, in the last week or so. And of course, everyone's been playing it, along with you know Fortnite, Battle Royale's mobile version i don't know what it's called either but that one's weird because you have to have an invite to it from like someone who's playing the game i don't know i know how it works all i know is apparently yeah you can play PUBG right now on your phone if you want to and apparently a lot of people are and apparently a lot of people are really good at this game kyron a lot of people are getting their chicken dinners yeah like really good which is odd to think about like being on a mobile platform being the place where you can have the most skill. Um, but it turns out that may not be the case. 
Uh, it seems to be, uh, it seems to be that the, uh, the, the servers are filled with bots. You're not actually playing against other people. But. So. Yes. It's, it's worth noting. I, I do have, think, I think it's interesting to talk about this, that there is a big asterisk here, but it, it is apparently being used to ease players in. And I, I kind of get that. I really do. Exactly. Mm. But also, but, I, it's it. People have been posting about how well they've been doing on PUBG, and now I'm sort of like, but are you playing bots still? Yeah, That's, <laughs> I'm interested because this could be this could be an interesting move, like using this. I it's, so the, the mobile version of, of PUBG is free, isn't it? I assume, um, and they'll have some sort of. I haven't even opened the search it. for it, honestly. I, I I think I'm going to have a look at it and check it out because I mean. If this is a free version, this could be PUBG's way of trying to catch up to Fortnite. They release this free version, everyone feels really good about playing it and go, well, maybe actually I am good at this game, bots or not. Then they go, maybe I'll go buy the full version of the game and I'll play it on and Xbox then they get One stomped. and I'll play it on PC. <laughs> and then they get fucking stomped. But at that point, PUBG Corp doesn't care because they've already got the money. So They got, the, they got their cash. <laughs> they got their entry level, you know. They've given them a little little taste. And then they beat the rest of the cash out of them. Like, I mean, it's, it's devious, but it's, it, I mean, it could be the way that they, they're doing things. Um, and if they are, I kind of respect how genius that is. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, so like I said, I, I honestly have nothing against easing players into a game like this with bots. I think it's actually a really interesting way of overcoming that hurdle of like, cause the battle royale game type is intimidating. It's very intimidating. The idea that you're going to be going up against other players in an environment that's constantly getting smaller and pressure continues mounting. So this is yep. actually a really nice way to ease players into that. And maybe they will go on to the full version of a game. But it's just, yeah. It was just a funny story that I saw and I just had to talk about it. My God. It's like this article on VG 24-7 sums it up perfectly for me. It says, if you were a cynic, you could think that this is a ploy to get players hooked on the rush of landing the coveted chicken dinner win PUBG. After all, the mobile version of the shooter is free, bolstered by microtransactions. Ah, uh, so, of course. Yeah, there you go. Um, which, I, I honestly, I, I don't I don't doubt that because they're obviously looking at Fortnite going, fuck, alright, that game's free, and it's full of fucking, you know, they're making their money off, like, microtransactions and, and cosmetics and fucking ridiculous fucking emotes that people are using to, like, actually hide from players and do some ridiculous things. Have you seen that video, Karen? I'll show you that. Which one was that? The guy doing the, the, the backflip emote and hiding in no. a bathtub. I didn't oh, see my that. God. So there's this, I, I can't remember what it's called, it's like Get Funky or something. And basically they do like a bit of a dance move and then do a backflip and then land in like a, a lying pose. Oh but my because God. Th- so this guy's in a bathtub in a house and because the lying pose basically will clip him through the bathtub, he's able to crouch down essentially without being seen fully. And this guy comes in, opens the door. He does it, does his backflip as the guy opens the door and lands down, pops up, shoots the guy and fucking one shot kills him and i was like amazing that's amazing but if i was that guy holy fucking shit i would have been so mad but oh yeah so i don't know 
It's going to be uh, it's interesting to say. I'm actually going to I'm going to check that out now and see. If... You can go fight some bots, Joel. Go fight some bots. I like fighting bots. I've told. I think I've told the story multiple times. I used to play fucking Perfect Dark all the time with bots because I had no friends and I was a loner. But um, but now you have friends, so it's fine. PUBG Mobile. A fucking right below it. Fortnite invite event. Also, I'll have you know it's got uh, almost another full star on PUBG Mobile. Apparently. Fortnite, Fortnite does. Yep. I guess you have but, like more select reviews if you're invite only. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're keeping an eye on who they've got playing that game. I mean, you know, everyone wants to play it now because fucking Drake's playing it, so Hell yeah um, he is. Yeah, hanging out with Ninja, having a good old time. That's breaking cool. Twitch records. That's fucking cool though. I'll give him that. I don't mind Drake. He's alright. I have no opinion Started. on Drake. I just, I just think it's a, a cool little interesting thing that happened. He's got, he's got some good songs. I don't mind it. Like you know, I don't know. Anyway, moving on to our last news story of this week. Uh, it's been a pretty quiet week in the old uh, video games news. There's a lot, we've talked about a fair bit, but it's been pretty, pretty hard to find something interesting to talk about. <laughs> GDC has been happening, which is exactly, th- and GDC is one of those things where the interesting things will come out in like a week or so. I did, I have seen some cool things already popping up from like the developer things, like the origins of Splatoon and all this sort of stuff. So I'm really keen to see more of that roll out. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's I mean, GDC is always a really interesting time. There's always some. Something, nothing crazy, I don't think, but like there's always some cool stuff that comes out of it, like some cool uh, reports of panels and, and, and people talking about some really cool shit. So um, that's the thing. It's more about the process of making games more so than announcing hmm. games. And that's fine because, again, sure. a lot of interesting things come out of GDC, but it's just they take a bit longer than the week of the event to pop up. Well, I think that at GDC, it was this week was when, um, Corey Barlog was talking about um, God of War, the new God of War game, and in, in terms of like it, it's essentially one shot. The entire game is one shot. There's no cuts. So There's interesting. no cutscenes. Yeah, and apparently when he used to work at Crystal Dynamics, he brought out that idea for the original uh, Tomb Raider reboot, and he was kind of like laughed out of the office about it. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, man. Fucking God of War is so close, Kyron. It's like it's it's less than a month away now. Less than a month away, and we get to play fucking God of War. And there was a new gameplay like feature that came out this week, and it looks so good. I'm so it looks unbelievably it. good. I'm ready. Oh. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that Norse mythology. I'm ready for for Daddy Kratos. I'm ready for yep. more methodical it's, combat. I'm just ready for that game. Give it's it been me. long. It's been long enough. Like since we've had a good god, like a god of uh, yeah, actually I'll say a good god of war game. A good god uh, of war uh, game is fair. That's yeah, fair. because like there was ascension and apparently it was not very good, and I never played it. But three was good. I liked it. Um, uh, three was three was like a half half a good game with some filler chucked in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose it was still fun. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, it's god interesting of war to see three approach. blue balls you at the gate, and that for that I will never really forget. Yeah, it's, it. yeah, it's really but, true. You do get the gruesome conclusion that Kratos needs, so you know. 
just that middle bit. I'm like, oh, it was just like a, a like a, a an hour game. I would be, I think that would be amazing, but it's not, and I get it, and it makes me sad sometimes. But it's fine. Yeah, I'm ready for the new yeah. God of War though. Absolutely. Fucking yes, give me that shit. Uh, but are you ready for a new Assassin's Creed game, Karen? Because if you are, too bad. You'll have to wait till next year. Uh, apparently, good, at this good, stage. good, good. Yeah, hey, Ubisoft are learning, man. They fucking they, they actually that happened they, this week too. They fended they off beat Vivendi. Vivendi. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm full team so, Ubisoft now. Now I'm, we'll I'm see like, what happens to them. Well, yeah, if they turn around and if they turn around and fuck me after this, after me going on record and saying that I'm like, yeah, good on you, Ubisoft, fun for the underdog, and they turn around and it's turning to be the biggest pile of dickheads in the world. I'm Let's see how heavily uh, heavily microtransactioned that pirate game will be, Skull and Crossbones. I don't I'm care willing about to game. bet incredibly. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care about that game. That game looks terrible. Um, so, uh, not terrible. It doesn't look very interesting to me. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, rumors kicking around that uh, Assassin's Creed, the next Assassin's Creed game, will come out in 2019. And apparently it's going to be set in ancient Greece. This makes sense. This comes from Leon Robertson, yeah. who who's leaked stuff in the past. He's known mostly for his work at Unseen sixty four. He does mm-hmm. he does warn that readers and listeners take it with a pinch of salt, even though it's heavily corroborated. But like, there's been plenty of murmurs about Greece being the next setting, and let's also be very real here, like incredibly real. When was the last time we heard about an Assassin's Creed game as a leak? that was also then proven wrong later. I just, I feel like it almost never happens. Yeah, it's true. I think it, I think it's pretty pretty safe to say this is going to happen. And it makes sense to move Where do you go after ancient Egypt? You go ancient Greece. That seems like a pretty logical next step. Yeah, I, I haven't played Origins, but like the, the setting and the style of game you could have would be pretty easy to sort of transfer across. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm not into Assassin's Creed. I kind of want to play Origins. It sounds kind of good from what I've heard. Like, a lot of people really enjoyed it. Even, like, people who'd been, like, originally liked the series and then just sort of fell out of love with it have come back for it for this one and said this is the one to sort of get people back in the door. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the the rumors also suggest that it will be coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC and no Switch. Which again, looking at origins and the scope of that world, makes Doesn't sense. Unfortunately, yep. do you a think that? Are... Or do you think Ubisoft's working on something Assassin's Creed related for the Switch? I don't think so, man. I think I don't think they're going to run multiple teams. Not not at this point. I think mm. Assassin's Creed is a franchise that. I mean, I'm not going to say they're being more careful with it, but I do think they're taking a. Like a little bit more care after the disaster that was Unity. Oh yeah, I, I imagine that if they went back and released that fucking Ezio collection on there. I mean, they could do that. They could they could probably put that on the Switch. But I just that'd be. Don't and I think that'd I'll... sell pretty well. Maybe maybe the Ezio trilogy. Well, I say trilogy like Ezio's first game is his best game, and st- still my favorite Assassin's Creed game. I think, but uh, it's the one I played the most of. It's a good one to play the most of. Didn't finish it, but I play most of it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 
I mean, like, I, I just, yeah, Assassin's Creed, it exists. I, I don't have anything against it. I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I see. I I can be sold on this game if it launches with that discovery mode that Origins had patched into it later. If this if this comes with that at launch, I will buy it. Okay, fair enough. That's not enough for me. I don't think so. But yeah, that's, that's fair enough. That's that's the part I'm interested in. Like the the Ubisoft teams care about the history of the worlds they set their games in, and the discovery feature for Origins is so cool. Oh, I love it. And Ancient Greece cool. is also an incredibly interesting thing. I would love to just see them maybe get ahead of it and put it out at launch alongside the game because I think the the one for Origins has been very well received. So hopefully, you know, okay. they'll be on the ball. Yeah, maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe, yeah. Um, But you know what? Like I just said before, I'm not a huge, you know, Assassin's Creed, a lot of people like it. I'm not super into it. It's never been something that's really floated my boat all that much. Which leads us into our question segment, Kyron. Oh, very smooth, Joel. Very smooth. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. Unlike Assassin's Creed Unity, which was not smooth. <laughs> actually, actually, no, I take that back. There were parts of that game where it was really smooth because things didn't have textures. So I, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Unity was, was a very smooth game sometimes. <laughs> Oh my god. There are parts where it's just like nightmare fuel where people didn't have skin. Yeah. Or like and, you were uh, in an actual yeah. nightmare where you fell through the earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, leading our questions this week, which I, I promise there is a connection there, um, is Mr. Broderick Godez, host of the Hunting Seasons podcast, co-host with Damask who's amazing as well. Um, he was a guest on the show last week. He was a, an absolute joy to have on, uh, as always. And, uh, yeah, we had a really good conversation that we definitely got carried away in. Um, but, you know, that's what we do here at Dialogue Options. Uh, so, yeah, go and check out their stuff. It's, um, you know, a podcast about TV series where they tackle uh, each TV series or, like, you know, television program uh, one season at a time, really break it down, get into the weeds with it, um, and have a lot of fun in the process. Um, yeah, so go and check them out. They're really great. But Brod asks us this week, what game do others love that you just don't get? For example, mine would be World of Warcraft. That's Brod's, by the way, he said. He's not yeah, a big WoW fan. Yep, that's fair. I would probably put myself in there. I could probably be more convinced now. I played a little bit of it recently. It's okay. Um, Assassin's Creed is one of them. Like, I get, I, I do get it, and it is a game that I, I don't, mind playing but like i don't go i don't get excited every time i see it i'm like oh cool yeah i'm jumping from towers yay oh boy um, i'm glad this has actually come up with the stories we had because my answer is motherfucking goddamn pub g i don't care about it yeah. at all yeah, fair enough yep yeah. i don't i don't really care about pub g all that much fortnite was fun that not that one night we played it. That was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> the one night that we played it, and I don't know if we'll go back. That was fun for me. Yeah. It dawned on um, me that I didn't care about about PUBG when we were at PAX last year, and it was everywhere, and I couldn't escape everywhere. it. Everywhere. And I yep. was like, okay, I'm sick of PUBG. Excellent. This is it's yeah quick. I haven't played it yet, and I never will. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I was kind of intrigued by playing it, but like, it's just like, ugh, yeah, it's fine. 
again, I think that that that, that game seems very similar to in the way CFDs operate. I think that obviously there's more skill in it, or that so you could argue that. But the 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 I think the thing that people find like most people find exciting about playing PUBG is hanging out with friends and, and like squads mode and, and playing with friends and those ridiculous yeah. stories that you have, like killing people with cars and like getting flung from, you know, all those kind of weird stories that you have that come out when people talk about PUBG. That's, I think, a lot of the appeal to it as well. Uh, and then if you want to go like super hardcore, get into the into the nitty gritty with it and be like, go solos and, and, and really test your metal, then you can. But yeah, I think that's the reason why it's a, it's a fun excuse to hang out with friends and, and shoot some... Uh, some people and try and get that chicken dinner. I also feel like whenever I say winner, winner, chicken dinner now, I'm like, no, I, I don't play PUBG. It's just a thing I say. Everyone's like, but oh, now I feel like PUBG. I feel like if you say winner, winner, chicken dinner, like that's, it is PUBG now. You're like, no, I said it. Yep. Like, okay. Uh, all right. You've taken that it, from me. I can no longer say it. <laughs> it was it originally a saying that, you know, existed before PUBG, but yeah. Um, no, now it is a PUBG saying. Yep, it How is, a, it, you, is this, it is the slogan of PUBG. Um, uh, I am just, I can't get into RTSs. I've said it before in the show as well, but like, I just, I can't do it. I've tried, I just, I don't, especially like resource gathering ones, I'm just like, oh, oh, I have to go send people out to go hunt. Oh, I'm so Yes, it's so called bored. management, gosh. Oh, I don't. I don't want to. I want to hit things. I want to kill stuff. Um, well, you can kill stuff as well, but you've got to you've got to take care of the boring management stuff first. That's, that's a job. That's a job. I don't want to. I don't want another job. I've got a job. I don't want to play a game about having a job unless it's job simulator. Then I could get behind that because it's kind I mean, of fun. job simulator is a game about having a job, but but it is not a job at all, really. Hey. Do you work in a mechanics, or you could work in an yeah, office? I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen, you can, and I, you can, I, I, I you would eat raise a query as to how job-like that is. How hey, accurate you don't know, jobs it one, is. Day, one day you might go to work and eat a donut that might not be quite so good, and you might vomit into a cup. You don't know that. You don't know that. Maybe one day. Anyway. You, you, don't, <sighs> you don't know, Joel, but maybe you'll, you might find the ability to manage resources a useful skill to have as well in fact one would argue it's an incredibly useful skill to have i do agree with that but i also <laughs> don't want to play it in my video game so there now i totally get it i i 100 understand why people go go nuts to the rts genre and there have been like exceptions to the rule where i have dabbled and gone no okay that's fine um yeah but the thing I find uh, fun about strategy games, especially like RTS stuff, is is it's the simplest thing of like either f- like building up a strategy, like a defense for yourself and being good, or then have it all like maybe trying to penetrate someone else's defense, and you've got to sort of figure out unit placement and all like structures. And you're like, okay, cool, I can do this now. It, that's the part of it that I like. But again, yeah. it is it is not for everyone. It is definitely one of one of the most niche genres out there. Oh, for sure. Um, unless unless you're like, you live in like South Korea, then it's like yes, you live and breathe it. Um, 
it, it's also a genre that's very easy to stuff up as well. So that's why, again, I, I yeah, am very cautious with the with the RTSs I choose. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's always been one that I just felt like never really clicked with me. Um, other thing, like the. And I don't mean like the entire MOBA genre, but like specifically Dota 2 and League of Legends. MOBAs in general for me, I just don't get yeah. at all. There have been a couple where I've sort of like dabbled, like Heroes of the Storm I actually quite liked. I know, drag me over the coals he- for it. Listeners, so, I don't care. I really enjoyed it. Heroes was is fun enough, but all I think of when I play that game is I'm like, oh, I could play as these characters in other games that I like more, like Warcraft or Starcraft or Diablo or Overwatch, and then I don't... I'm like, why am I playing Heroes then? If I I like their other games more. And yeah, I fair enough. Of... I, I found, I found like, the, the MOBA elements boiled down enough that I enjoyed it enough. And I have the itch every now and then. I'm like, I'll play some Heroes. Maybe I'll go back to it, but I never do. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I, tr- I, I specifically never act, tried. Never act on it. I never did. Um, I've got too much to play. Uh, League of Legends, like, I never dabbled with because I was just like, I heard it was just so, garbage community. Um, but Dota 2 was... the toxicity there. Yeah. Um, see, Dota 2 was one I actually did try because I had, uh, uh, like, uh, my good friend, or our good friend, uh, Steve Tonkey, um he tried to get me to play Dota 2 for the longest time. And I tried, like I played matches with him, like, like fuck around matches with him. I played the tutorials, which were very good tutorials, but I just, it's, there's so much to learn and I just didn't care enough to want to learn it. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that, that was, that lost me at the first, you know, before I even stepped in the door really. So, it's tough because that's how I feel like I would feel about Overwatch if I were, if I hadn't picked up at launch. If I was looking at Overwatch as it exists right now, I'd be like, true, no, no. yeah, true, true. I guess, yeah. Getting getting in early helps a lot for some of these things, and like it's very true. It's a lot easier early on, and as, as games as these games get on and add more stuff, it just I can understand people who would look at a game and go, no, no, please, no. Not too complicated. No, too much. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. Is there anything else? Any other uh, specific games? Um, or, uh, yeah, specific games in general that come to mind? Specific games that I don't get. Uh, not really. I think that, I think the biggest one, for, uh, lately, mm. especially in the last year or so, has been PUBG. Yeah. I can definitely broaden it for like Battle Royales in general, but I did, so, I did enjoy that night of the Fortnite <laughs> Battle Royale. But at the same time, I never think of going back to it that much. I do. So, I honestly do. I honestly am. I, I've, there's been a couple of times again where I've like, I could download that again. Let's give it a go. I've got, I've got, a, I've, what, my, my manager at work plays and he fucking loves it. Loves it. Um, and he always shows me like, cause he, he's the reason I became good friends with him as well. Uh, in the first place is he heard me talking about destiny Two at work once. He's like, you play destiny. I'm like, yeah, he's like, what are you running? And then, like, we, from then on, we just every time I'd see him, he'd be like, "Check out this new sniper rifle I got." Like, um, as so I had like that mutual like respect and, and and sort of like friendship from that. Um, and yeah, he's always showing me. He's like, there was one day he like took out an entire team in like um squads in uh Fortnite, and he was super proud of it. And he'd recorded it on his phone. He's like, "Check this out." And he showed me. I'm like, "That's fucking good, man." 
It's good. He's the one who actually showed me that backflip taunt kill. He was like, oh, have you okay. seen this? Yeah, he, he brought my attention to that. Um, I'll send nice. it to you after we finish recording. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, so every, he's always like, why haven't you played, why haven't you played Fortnite with me yet? I'm like, I haven't downloaded it again. He's like, fucking do it. Better fucking do it. And I'm like, well, you rusted me on for six days this week, so I can't play video games, can I? Anyway. <laughs> got, got some issues you need to work out there, Joel. <laughs> no, it's all right. I, like, I, 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 my manager's awesome. He's really, actually a really great dude. Um, he's Kiwi. He's hilarious. So, um, I get along with him really well. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really that clicks, like, comes to my mind that, um, hmm, maybe Skyrim even. I feel like Skyrim was like, you had to be there moment. Uh, like, it's tough. Like, Bethesda games like, in general feel like that sometimes. True. Yeah, that's true, actually. They're hard to go back to. And I've, I, like, I've tried, I tried to go to Skyrim and, would go back to playing it for the first time. Um, and I was like, it's, it was, it's fine. It's okay. I really, uh, Again, it, was, the, it was, it was okay. Those, those worlds are built for people who sort of want to spend heaps of time in them. And true. Cause I'm only really sort of looking for like in a Bethesda game, a game I'm like, cool, going to play for a story mode and be done. And they never satisfy. Not, well, they ne- it's not, they never satisfy. They never stick with me. And I never think of going back to them. They don't and quite stick of, the landing, yeah. I just sort of forget about them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, thank you, bro, for your question. That was a, a good little uh, sort of a, a borderline venting session. Um, it seems like you needed to get some PUBG off your chest there, Kyron. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. Like, it's we don't really a, talk about it, it, so... We don't really talk about it on the show, though, because we don't play it, so... It's yeah, good to sort it's, of, like, it's always all over my social media. Oh, yeah, and it's not going to stop either. Fucking, no, it's not. I, I'd like to think the bubble's going to burst and then it's just going to sort of all collapse, but, you know, probably not. And I want to be clear. I'm happy for people who enjoy playing PUBG. Exactly. You can enjoy it. Absolutely. It's just, I don't care. <laughs> yep. Totally fine. You're allowed to like other things, and you're allowed to not like things. Exactly. We are yeah. all different people. Simple as that. And I'm allowed so, to say winner, winner, chicken dinner. Exactly. I am. So, do you play PUBG, bro? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no, no, I just I beat like all chicken. the bots on the mobile version. I just, I just like chicken. That's, that's all <laughs> I, I just like. really like chicken dinners. It's I like not, chickens. It makes me happy. My favorite chicken dinners big. come out of the walls in Castlevania. Yeah, it's like, oh, like with, my no, favorite is just with, with chips and gravy. <laughs> that's what I like. Just oh like chicken, boy! Man. I just like just chicken. Like... <laughs> That's the title of the episode, Kyron. I just like chicken. Um... No, it's not, Joel. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't oh, you dare. I won't. Maybe we'll see. Next, our final question this week comes from the one, the only, Mister Sean Kirkpatrick, number one question giver and game giver on the show. I'll fix Blowing that up, up on social I... media as well. He is. Yeah, he's having a big. Big old time. I was wondering why a lot of people were liking that photo, that picture he drew of us. Like, just like random. I was like, why are these random people liking? It? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he had an incident where he basically was on the front page of Reddit for a while, and um, it's crazy. Yeah, it kind of exploded. Uh, 
my yeah. my congratulations to you, Sean. Yeah, it's right. We knew him before he was famous. It's okay. Um, I hope your phone is recovering okay. <laughs> hasn't melted entirely. Um, but yeah, we love him. He did all our, uh, our graphic design work for all our, our, um, our social media stuff. He's also drawn some amazing pictures of us that you can see on our various Twitter Twitter accounts and also on his Instagram account at Shawnee Boy Draws. If you go and check him out on Twitter as well, uh, same address as well, go and send him some love, uh, but not too much because we want his phone to melt again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sean asks us this week, each of you picks three games. You must communicate each game uh, to the other person using only two words, and they have to guess what it is. The words can't be anything from the title or characters' names. So example, the example he gives is uh, the game would be Pokemon, and he's like... Clue would be ball monsters, which, yep. Makes sense. That, that's what, they, yep, that's what it, they are. It makes sense, but also hilarious because ball monsters, and I am actually a child. Um, cool. All right. So we've got, we've got, we've got our lists here. I hope mine are not too cryptic. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's my biggest fear. I'm like, have I, I, I think I've kept it at a good level. I hope. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you might be able to at least get one or two of these, the very least I'd say. Um, Do you want to go right. one then the other, like back and forth, or all at once? Uh, that's a good idea. We'll uh, go back and forth. Person. That's a good idea. All right. Um, all right. Well, do you want me to go? Do you want me to give you one first? Sure. Lay it, lay it on me, Joel. Lay it on me. All right. All right. So the clue is hair weapon. What's well, bayonetta? Hey, there we go. See. We got it. Or we is it Bayonetta this. 2? It's very important, Joel. I wrote Bayonetta, so I didn't write Bayonetta okay, 2. Okay, all right, cool. So there you go. Man, you how good is Bayonetta? One. God. Fucking Bayonetta is so good. It's so we good. We might see Bayonetta 3 at E3, Joel. We might see it. Karen, can we not? We promised before we started recording we wouldn't do an E3 hype episode, and I don't want to blow I'm out for another that. hour talking I'm just, about it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just putting it God, out there. Karen, I think we will see it, and I'm going to lose my mind, because it shouldn't exist. And it does. It does exist, Joel. It's wonderful. It does exist. It's wonderful. Oh, what an age we live in. Oh, but yes, correct. Bayonetta was the right answer. Okay. So, I'm hoping hoping you you catch my wavelength with this one. Okay. Uh, it, 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 It hit me as I was sitting here looking at a shelf full of games and I saw this game and this is what I immediately hit me and that is broken promises it's i want to give you too many clues it's not no man's sky that's a really good guess but it's not that but it is a game that is also made made most of us very unhappy okay it's not a super recent game metal gear solid 5 older than that you, you're oh, definitely yeah. in, the, in the right ballpark of games that we we, we, had, we had hopes, Joel. We had dreams. When the game came oh. out and stomped on Think Think PS3. PS3. Mass Effect 3? You are correct. Hey, there we go. All right. All right. We got the game we got came it. out and took a big old dump over... Hey, you can... You can this, this game is about player choice. Also, pick your favorite color. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was still a better game than Andromeda. I at least finished Mass Effect 3. That's a... That is... You know what, Joel? That's very interesting. I would argue that it isn't. 
Uh, whoa. Kind of Because here's the thing. Here's oh. the thing. And I will not, I'm not going to, I don't want to blow this out into another hour. <laughs> uh, Andromeda may have been buggy and a little bit uninspired, but you know what? It was standalone. Mass Effect 3, on the other hand, came out. It was the conclusion to the Mass Effect trilogy and it shat the bed. It shat it multiple times in the last two or so hours of that game. It exactly, just, in the last two or so hours. But everything before that is fucking great. I really enjoyed everything before that That that, that last if two I hours. Look, which would be fine if I didn't end the game hating everything I'd done. Yeah, it's fair. that's totally fair. Again. And, and realizing that my choices amounted to nothing. Yep, fair enough. Totally fair. But yeah, I don't know. I just really I still enjoyed it for that. Yeah. No, it was so Ooh. bad. Awful. Mishandled. Alright. Alright. Um this is this one might be actually these next two might be slightly cryptic. I'm super impressed with how I thought of these. I I'm I'm impressed with my wit, just to blow my own horn here a little bit. Um Okay, so the next one is Shooting drinks. Shooting think drinks. Of, think outside the box a little bit. It's a fairly recent game. Is it a game that I played? Uh, <laughs> you played a tiny bit of it. A tiny bit of it. And you don't own it. I'll give you that too. I own it? No, you don't. You don't own it. I do. You do. And, uh... Yeah, I played it a lot recently. It came out recently. Yeah, well... well, Within the last 12 months? And I've played a lot of it recently. Shooting drinks. Shooting drinks. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, think about it. Yeah. yeah, ah, The the, the only thing I can think of with shooting would be... um, I don't know how it would relate to drinks is like enter the gungeon. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, very specific art style. Very specific art style. Mm hmm. That may be one of the contributing factors to why I really like this game. Also, I really like this game. Is it an indie game? It's probably an indie game. Technically, yes. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm fucked. But it, but it's but it, no, it's a big, it's a, it's a, a big scale indie game. I may have forced you to play a little bit of it while you were visiting me last week. Oh, it's fucking Cuphead. <laughs> it's Cuphead. Yay! He's shooting drinks because he shoots and he's a, he's a drink and I thought it was really clever, but anyway. Apparently not. I went. I went too hard on that one. <laughs> well, the big thing for me is, I, I, it's just a game I played for five seconds. And I'm like, it is a game that I will play eventually one day when I yep. can be bothered properly. But like, well, I was like, I'll okay, finish it. 
Yeah. Game that Joel played, and, and it didn't come up this week. Oh, that's true. It didn't it come up this though. week. That's very good. My last one, my last one did come up very briefly. So just keep that in mind when when I do mine. So very briefly, but yeah. All right, hit me with yours, guy. Oh, uh, road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, good one. I like that. As soon as you said road trip, I instantly started seeing that Florence and the Machine version of um, Stand by <laughs> Me. It just was, it like washed over me all of God, a sudden. I'm still, I'm still, that's the part that they fucked up in the mobile version from what I played. And that's the most important part of that game is the road trip. Uh, that's, that's, a Enix. that's a shame. That's a real shame. I didn't end up downloading it. I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet, but oh well. Um, all right. Are you ready for my, my final one? Maybe. Let's find out. <laughs> okay. So, the clue is Royal Organs. Royal so that- Organs. <laughs> it's not Reigns, is it? No, it is not. Think of some specific organs. Well, an organ, but pluralized. We may have talked about it earlier on in the show. Very early on. Very briefly. While we were talking about another game. (laughs) It was the one that came up briefly in the What We've Been Playing part. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn it. And it's Royal Organs. <laughs> I made mine easy, Joel. I thought I, I was making sleep. mine. Uh, you really? Okay. It's yeah, Kingdom I Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. Because it's Royal Organs. I should start a quiz show. I'm good at writing these things, apparently. My last <laughs> one's super easy. It's not oh. Alien. It's not Alien? Yes, not alien. <laughs> not alien. Is, is it alien resurrection? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a it's. I don't, this will probably give it away immediately. It is a series that I enjoy. Alien. Very, very much so. I think you got me with this one. Oh, not alien. My think brain of, has stopped working. Think, think of... Oh, don't, it's one of those things where if I say too much, it'll become too obvious. I thought you may have known this one because it's it's like my it's like one of the things about this series where I'm like, oh, this, this is all very coincidental. Uh, think of, of series I enjoy that may have correlating factors or similar things to another to, to, to the alien part of that clue. The... Wait. Not alien, not alien. Oh. 
Is it Resident Evil? No. No. I really can't... Th- my brain has honestly stopped working. I can't <laughs> think of one. This is, this is how I felt. It hasn't come up... It hasn't come up for... Well, recently, but it's a it's a series that I... <laughs> oh. The Silent Hill? No. It's a series that I that is always, always in my heart and my mind and my house and my... Everywhere. Dark Souls? You're so, Super you're Metroid! Like, you're... It is. It is Metroid. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, how did it take me that long? Oh, that's... a female. Ridley's a space dragon. Ridley Scott. If you follow the the story of the Metroid series, okay. there are certainly overlaps. Like when you get to Fusion and she's fused with Metroid DNA, sort of similar to Resurrection. All right. It's, yep. Okay. It's one of the like weirdest that. and like coolest parts about the Metroid series. That's why I was like, I was pop it in there. Not Alien. That's cool. I like that. Was that was good. I liked that. I just I fucking that got me. That was, oh boy. I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure if I'd really talked about because it's, it's I'm like it may have come up in my Metroid conversations because I talk about Metroid all the time. But I, was, I, I think you might have mentioned it. Yeah, that's going that's through that thing. Going, oh look at look at all these crossovers. It's just funny. Funny. That's awesome. And one one franchise is doing well, and the other one is, in my opinion, garbage now. Being chewed up and spat out by the creator. Um, I'm looking at you, Alien Covenant, you piece of crap. Fucking hell. Anyway. Well, that was a fun game. Uh, that was that was good fun, though, Sean. Thank you very much for your game. I, I appreciate you have moved from questions to games now. I really like these. Games are fun. Of fun. Yeah, I like it. The, I like it. the it, game part of the podcast is also makes me go, maybe not two in the morning. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um Anyway, um, I but think fun. that's I think it's a lot of fun. So thank you very much, Sean. But I think that's an episode, Karen. What do you reckon? I think it is. I think it is, and that means it's time for me to once again thank you for reaching this point of the podcast as we wrap it all up for tonight. Uh, if you would like to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just dialogue options. If you want to shoot us an email, you can do so over to dialogueoptions at gmail dot com. Uh, and of course, whatever podcast platform of choice you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes or Podbean or anything, it helps if you can share, share, give us a share, chuck us a thumbs up, stars, scrubbles, which are of course give the me, most valuable internet currency for give fame. Give them scrubbles. Got to get the scrubbles in honor of uh, Bruce scrubs. from Funhouse and his enjoyment of yep. scrubbles. And as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where honestly, I'm still dealing with the fact that tomorrow is the last episode of Dragon Ball Super, and also sort of just feeling bummed out that people are hating on Sea of Thieves. <laughs> just sucks. Yeah. Games, yeah. games fun. I like it's being fun. a pirate with my friends. It's just fun. It's mindless fun. Uh, but where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where, uh, much like yourself, I've been sort of, you know, feeling the love for Sea of Thieves and trying to spread that love and that sense of uh, of joy and just having a good time with your mates. Um, but I also, in between all that, I retweeted a picture of a great coffee mug that just says, what do we want? Coffee. When do we want it? I'll fucking cut you. Um, which I think is great, and I feel like just it's, sums me up in the morning. It is relevant. <laughs> Coffee it's is too, important. It's too relevant. 
oh. it is the most important part of any of any day, really. Exactly, yeah. Especially as we head into winter, Joel, in the next few months, like coffee is going to become like a cornerstone yes. of my life. Fuck yes. I've got my I've got my coffee subscription all ready to go, man. Like I'm I'm powering through <laughs> my bag of coffee. I got um oh it's so good. It's good coffee. It's good and tasty, and I'm full Melbourne hipster now, and I don't even care. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I'm I've been tweeting about. Yep, that's all I've been doing. All right, man. Well, in that case, we will let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches get bitches take us out, yes. and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.